Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the C4S Podcast. I am your host, James Barnes, and today, guys, I'm joined once again by Brad and Aaron. And it's been a while since the three of us has been together, so this is going to be a super chill show. We're just going to talk about what we've been doing during, during quarantine, what we've been watching on movies, TV shows. So, Brad, Aaron, I miss you guys, first of all, and welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, yes, man, we too. miss you. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's been way you, too long. I miss you almost as much as I miss movie theaters. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're still pretty far off, though. <laughs> so, on the topic of movie theaters, the one topic that I wanted to start this off with yeah. was this whole deal with AMC, Cineworld, and Universal. Yeah. This is nuts that all of this started because of Trolls World Tour <laughs> going straight to VOD <laughs> and not to theaters. What do you guys think about that? Was the first one even that big of a hit? Like, that big, where it's worth uh, this? All I know is that World Tour made $100 million on VOD. That's Did insane. It. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, it makes sense. I mean, all these people have their kids stuck at home. Yes. Trolls is probably... Like, the first one's probably on some sort of streaming platform for free. And... You know, all these kids are like, there's a new one, there's a new one. And parents are like, 20 bucks and I can entertain them for a whole night? Hell yeah. 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 I mean, did it even really make that much? I mean, it made 346 on a $125 million budget. Like, Yeah. It's it's like, it's, it's enough to, I thought. It's enough to make a sequel, but not enough to, like, start anything. But I'm yeah. sure the, the toys alone, though. Like, the toys. That's that true. The merchandising. A ton. Yeah. yeah. Is but, it connected to, like, the trolley trolls mm-hmm. from when we were kids? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I think this is absolutely ridiculous because I mean Universal has some of the biggest movies right now: yeah. Fast and Furious franchise, Jurassic yeah. World franchise. Like, what do you think this impact is going to be on AMC and Cineworld, especially with AMC being in debt? I think they're going to uh, retract this. It's it can't work. It can't. No, you well, can't. It, it Jurassic World and Fast and Furious both are m- over a billion dollars each. That's insane. No, I don't think I don't think any other company other than Disney can claim that. Yeah. So yeah. that's it's stupid of them to do that. Well, and on top of that, they said AMC said we're not putting out any Universal releases. That's all the Blumhouse stuff. Oh, yeah, that's true. God. Yeah. So that's all the Blumhouse stuff, which is a huge kind of subset in and of itself. Um, then you've got, like you said, those major franchises. Universal's really, you know, doing well and. Also, something I think that Universal doesn't understand is that the only reason Trolls did that well on VOD was because of the quarantine. Yeah. You know, that's the only reason people shelled out $20. Because $20 is a lot. You're, you're for not, a rental, absolutely. For a rental, a home rental, $20 is a lot. Especially and it's only 48 hours, right? It's only 48 for hours. But the, well, at the, at you, the could, movie, you can also own it for twenty five, which I think they're betting on like five dollars, and my kids can watch it all the time. Yeah, you, your kids, but like, what yeah. about like the Invisible Man or Fast and Furious? I mean, the the vast majority of the public wants to see it once, and on top of that, with like Fast and Furious and Jurassic World, the vast majority of the public is going to go see it in the theaters. Yeah, and I was also reading about how like those movies cannot make them like somebody's got to back down because those movies like Fast and Furious. Jurassic World will not make their money back without the theaters. That's oh. how they make their money back is those ticket sales at the high prices. That's how they're able to pay for a $200 million movie. Yeah. You know? So AMC, if they don't have Fast and Furious and Jurassic World, they're doomed. If Jurassic World and Fast and Furious are not in the biggest theater chain in the world, they're doomed. So it's like, 
it, it, it's almost like a dick measuring contest. Like yeah. it's like a it, they're playing chicken with each other. Who's gonna are. who's gonna pull first? Who's gonna back down first? Um, but somebody's gonna do it. Or yeah, I just don't see the point in doing it to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I agree with no. the sentiment that AMC's is feeling because. I mean that's that that is kind of a dick move of Universal to do that. It makes sense financially, but when it comes to business relationship wise, you're really damaging True. yourself. Um, I mean the dollar is king. It is, mm-hmm. it is. But you, I mean the immediate dollar. But what about future dollars? Well, and, and yeah, and that's exactly what I'm saying. It's, that's why AMC did the one thing that they had the power to do. Is it's like, all right, fine, we're not putting our movies in your theater in our theaters. Yeah, which seems like shooting themselves in the foot yeah but um but i think they assume one of them is going to back down or there's going to be some sort of compromise yeah yeah because um, i mean they make most of their money in concessions like people yeah. are going to show up for these huge movies right, yeah over and over again like you're just you're ruining it for yourselves yeah and tenet is trying to keep this july release date what is that gonna be i like? think it will keep it i do too yeah. i i've been reading so i read some really interesting stuff that this one i've been keeping track of more than anything else right uh christopher nolan i he i read some great advice from him as a filmmaker and just i was just reading about chris nolan and he said you have to be prepared to do everything yourself no matter how big you get in the industry i still find myself doing a huge chunk of things myself right so when he did his first seven thousand dollar movie following what he meant by i have to do it all myself is i have to shoot it i have to edit it but with tenet i read this article that and several people said nobody on the planet earth is doing more to get theaters reopened than christopher nolan apparently christopher nolan himself has been calling theater owners and nato which is the national association of theater owners not the (laughs) oh that's funny (laughs) has been calling nato um and just really been pushing hard and wb's behind him apparently wb is like hey man you know we support this and also we understand that we may not make all of our money back right away we we want this to be like and also i think they they see some like prestige in there not christopher nolan prestige but like prestige <laughs> like well his his name sells his movies yeah yeah i'll go to a movie and i'll, oh, I mean, and like, I'll tell that i have no idea what it is i meant and like go. i meant like not christopher nolan's movie prestige like I, I the know. movie itself okay it was a joke. Oh, oh, the, I, I, I heard it the he made opposite up, way. Yeah, that, no. and he has his own prestige. No, he has his own prestige. I meant his movie, the prestige. Oh. Um, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. Now he's when he says I have to do everything myself. It sounds like he's single handedly trying to get this thing out into theaters. Did you see the new trailer? I refuse to watch it. Yeah, I'm not watching it. It's so much better. It's so good. I love. I mean, the I first like trailer is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, but this one, holy shit. Like, I have a one trailer rule. Yeah. And normally I do too, but I was just super curious. And they, they just, all they do is explain the time thing oh, very mm. vaguely. Well, I definitely don't want to know that. Yeah. yeah I'm, which is fair. We're two um, months away. I'm just going to. Yeah. It's totally fair. IMAX. But what uh, is this release going to be like if AMC theaters aren't open? Like, are they expected to be open by July? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it probably half capacity. At most, right Maybe now, even twenty five percent. Where we are in Tennessee, it's actually legal for them to go full capacity. Really? As of yesterday, May twenty second, I went to a restaurant yesterday, and it went. It was back at full capacity. So it's. I think it'll be different where you are because I talked to my boss and stuff out in Arizona, and everything is shut down out there. Uh, I talked to Lacey out in California, out in Los Angeles, and she can't do anything. Versus here in the South, man, it's a free for all. So I think it's going to be really regional. But I, I actually think this is going to be a lot like the '70s. In the '70s and in the '80s, a movie would come out in the theaters, and it would just kind of stay there for a year 
or two years, you know, and it would slowly make its money that way. I think that's what they're going to do with Tenet. Is it's just going to be there? Tenet's going to be playing in the theater for a long time until enough titles come out. So it might be in there till October. I, I hope so because it's going to need to make money, especially yeah. if theaters are going to be half capacity. I mean, we're going to be seeing it at the Opry Mills Regal anyway. Yeah. So the whole AMC thing's not going to affect this specific one. Right. Yeah. Well, and another thing to keep in mind, too, is like half capacity, but there are no movies to show. They've got, what, Mulan is sticking by its release mm-hmm. date? The Purge is sticking by its release date? No, Purge got pulled. Pur- Purge got pulled? Yep. Yeah. Um, the Russell Crowe movie still is July 1st. There's some what? Russell Crowe thriller that hasn't moved. I don't know what that is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't either until I saw it. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, Tenet, and Tenet's the big guy. Tenet and Mulan. Tenet's gonna destroy. Like, it, I, his movies usually do really well, but this one in particular. Well, and Tenet and Mulan seem like perfect perfect movies to open back up yeah. on, right? You got Mulan something, for the family. Something familiar and then something new. Yep. And you yeah. got Mulan for the families and you got Tenet for everybody else. Um, I mean, Tenet's going to be PG-13. That's also, you know, potentially for fa- I mean, Mulan. Not is for families. PG- kids, Mulan is PG-13. But, what, but kids can't wrap their head around Tenet. It's not like, Mommy, I want to go see Tenet. And then a kid's not going to walk out and go, Mommy, I... I want a kid to get his mind blown. Because, <laughs> I mean, hell, we when I watched Inception for the first time, I was lost quite a bit of it. I had to watch it a second time to fully grasp yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, we were like teenagers. Yeah, but still. You can take children to Milan. But my point is... No, they're um, scared of swords, <laughs> according to the MPAA. I still really want to see that movie. I know. I did too. Oh, no, I do. It I'm looks like garbage. I'm with you on that. It I, does not. It looks it so good. It looks it, like boring trash. No, it looks like a cool like Chinese epic. Like I think that's cool. Yeah, I, that's putting all of their Chinese epics to sh- like. That's you're just spitting on them. <laughs> no, I'm not. When, the, normally, Chinese epics are boring and confusing and government-owned. Yeah, this one looks boring and government-owned. Disney has a lot of stake in China. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> actually government-owned. Like, have you seen some of those Chinese epics and those Chinese blockbusters? I've seen Shadow, that newer one. They make no sense, ever. And and the whole... Culturally, they're just so irrelevant here. Like That is very true. Um... You know, just the culture there is so different, and so I watch these movies. I'm like, I'm not resonating with this. Yeah. Did you guys see the trailer for the Old Guard? That actually looks pretty cool. Was that oh. the Charlize Theron one? Yeah. No, it looked like yeah. Extraction with a woman. Because I heard it was about a mercenary. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah, see they're like immortal, and they like protect humanity throughout oh, time. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's actually yeah, really it cool. looks pretty sick. Oh. Once I saw the trailer, I saw the first half of the trailer, and then I feel like I had to go poop or something. I can't remember. <laughs> I, I turned it off for some reason, but it wasn't because I was not engaged. It was because something urgent came up. Damn, Damn. That's, only, that's, a, that's an urgent poop. <laughs> all my poops are urgent, dude. That's how it goes. <laughs> that's a Louis C.K. bit. <laughs> it's true though, man. I don't get people every that sit shit on the is an emergency. I don't, get people, I don't get people that like, oh, I sit on the toilet for forty five minutes. I'm on there for five seconds. Those are people with kids because they want some peace and quiet. <laughs> I don't know, man. My father to this day is like, we're in public, and he's like, I gotta go. Forty five minutes later, it's like, geez, dad. Anyway, definitely not in public. When I'm home, I take my iPad. I watch videos. <laughs> there was something Bo Burnham said, uh, and he said, I knew I had a problem with being on the internet too much when I started sitting down to pee so I could look at my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Careful for pooping. (laughs) That's the new name of the podcast. (laughs) I really hope Wonder Woman 1984 keeps its release date. I think it will. I think it will. I think think most everything post-July will. Yeah. 
Because I'm really sad. Like, we should have seen Black Widow already. We should have yeah. seen Fast 9 already. I'm oh, really that's, sad. that's a question I want to ask you guys. What missed release stings the most? Uh, re-seeing Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> you had I plenty mean, of time. No, I know. I think Black Widow. Mm, I mean, I, 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 I would watch it, but that's not something I was like... For me, it's no time to die. I'm so mad That's I missed right. that one. That was supposed to come out in April. I'm going to yeah. toss a hot take in here and say Antlers. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was April. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did too. Antlers. But yeah, for me, in terms of the blockbusters, actually, I was sad about all three Fast and Furious because I've never seen one in the theater and I wanted to see one with you oh, because really? you like it. So I thought, okay, maybe some of James' excitement will rub off on me <laughs> and maybe going in blind, I'll have fun. Now we have to wait yeah. till what, April of next year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like those movies are have become absolute nonsense, but I don't even care anymore. See, it's that's, just so much fun. And see, and that's... That's great. I, I I admire when a movie franchise is like, we're putting $200 million into nonsense. All right, you just buckle in. I'm like, well, okay. Well, as long as you're honest. <laughs> it, it, I think the Fast and Furious franchise is the equivalent of Saints Row when it comes to movies versus video games. <laughs> yeah. It just gets so crazy now. You're just like, I don't even... They could do anything and it'd make sense. They're a family. It doesn't that's, matter. That's yeah. the most important thing to know, right? They're yeah, fam- sure they're going to go to space. Who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> Dom is going to drift like a shuttle oh, around the moon. That's what Elon Musk's movie is going to be about. Tom Cruise is going to be the villain in the new Fast and Furious Space Force movie. <laughs> I would see that. That would be awesome. Yeah. On the topic of Space Force, did you guys see the trailer? Yeah. No, I haven't seen anything. I'm just going to watch it. Oh, God, it's so funny. The trailer really? is so funny. I thought funny. it looked pretty limp. I th- is like, it I really? Was, I was sad it didn't hit for me. Is it like Office... The Office style the office humor? No, yeah. it's The Office producers, but it's not that style of humor. Oh, okay. It's very cinematic looking, actually. Oh, that's surprising. I didn't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the thing that, that feels goofy about it to me is it's like, haha, Space Force. Trump is so funny. I'm like, dude, they've been working on the Space Force for like 30 years. You know, it wasn't... It's just the name is funny. The yeah. name is funny. <laughs> Especially when Trump says it, because yeah. he, oh, he sounds like an idiot whenever he, he says like an anything. <laughs> he, could, he could read the Declaration of Independence and be like, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that ever happen? <laughs> and, it, and it's true. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm very curious to see what the tone of the show is. Because are they just going to bash the Space Force? Because we do need to... And, well, I'm not getting political. But the point is, the Space Force is not a Trump thing. And the show seems to be like, ha-ha, Trump, silly, am I right? But then the show is like this emotional core that it seemed to have. Like the trailer. That intrigued me. And it's got the late Fred Willard in it, mm, in his yeah. final role. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not turned off on it, but I'm not turned on on it. Yeah, I'm there's, in, there's I'm a, a lot half of mast on that. <laughs> there's a lot of like, like, like there's a lot of in jokes about like chub. spending money on like budget to like fund a space force and how ridiculous it is. So that's what I find funny when I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to try it. I mean, it's Steve Carell. I so. mean, I tried. Yeah. Um, speaking of like just TV shows that we've tried, uh, I tried to to watch The Great with a. Uh, oh, I was gonna try that with Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I haven't, haven't seen it yet. I. I turned it off after one episode um, I don't know I, my my girlfriend Lauren watched like cause I mean, we both watched together and we were both like meh and then she watched two more and she was like the, the plot has just started in episode three what and is I'm it like, about actually it's about um, like, I, I didn't know this until afterward but Catherine the Great who I guess spoilers who ends up killing her husband and Be becoming careful. a queen it, it's, apparently this is very well known I didn't know it careful um, <laughs> for spoilers hey they signed on for this listener. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's just her, you know, with a... She's very romantic. She's like, oh, I'm going to love this... What was his name? Peter the Great or something? Um, and it turns out he's just an absolute ass. Mm. Um, and so she's 
uh, starts a plan to assassinate and take over. Okay. Which it sounds like a cool plot, and it's... It's written by the guy that wrote The Favorite. Yeah, mm. which you, it's very obvious. The humor is very similar. It's not as funny as The Favorite, because Yorgos is just Yorgos more, more is talented. Yorgos is so idiosyncratic and yeah. bizarre, and them two together sounds like... Yeah, so this perfect. one, and it's all, it's okay. I just, I just don't want to put a whole season into it it's, yeah, it's, it's not that good because hulu was really pushing it man because mm-hmm. i never watch tv shows and even i was like seeing these ads i'm like you know what i might try it because hmm. i like elfan speaking of hulu called. originals though solar opposites oh my god from uh justin roiland the new uh pretty much kind of rick and morty but it's not rick and morty yeah hmm. it's it's a rick and morty like sister show um, it's not a spinoff, but it's the same style. It's a science fiction animated comedy. It's eight episodes so on Hulu. Funny. So funny. I couldn't get funny. into Rick and Morty. Like, I've tried really? a few episodes, and I, I can't get into it. I don't know. Wow. I guess his IQ just isn't high enough. His IQ isn't high enough. <laughs> you know what's great? There's, so there are things now called vocal deep fakes, where they will feed hours and hours and hours of somebody talking into a machine that can then simulate your voice. And so there's this guy who's been simulating Jay-Z, uh, Biggie Smalls, JF. K. Obama reading copy pastas, and one of them is the Rick and Morty copy pasta about like, oh, your IQ is too low. And there's a video of JFK reading the Rick and Morty copy pasta, and it's really funny. It's like, to be fair, you have to be have a very high IQ to understand Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but that's aside from the point. No, so our opposites. That's been most of my quarantine because I've rewatched all of Rick and Morty, um, and then I watched Solar Opposites. That's been a big chunk of my quarantine right there because I've watched so, I've watched through all eight episodes twice now of Solar Opposites. They're easy to to go through. They're so yeah. fast. Solar Opposites is different. You might give it a shot. The pilot is great. Mm-hmm. That's always that's always the trick with a TV show too. Is it's like you gotta give it a season before it's, it gets it gets any good. Okay, you gotta spend ten hours until it gets good. I'm like no, I I could watch like the I mean, Irishman. That's what, that's what like Family Guys. But you know their first like three seasons are kind of bad. Yeah, but the, you could skip to season four and you're fine. True. Yeah. yeah. There's no. There's I mean, like no, the first there's two no... seasons of Parks and Rec didn't really. Oh, season one was awful. And the first yeah. season of The yeah. Office was rough. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's the thing about TV shows. But with Solar Opposites, the pilot is great. So yeah, I'll check it out. If... We saw The Outsider. The Outsider is really really good. Did you guys check that out? Oh, I just signed. I just pre-ordered HBO Max, so what, I have access the... to it now. What is The Outsider? So The Outsider is based on a Stephen King novel. Oh, that The Outsider. Yeah, the HBO series. Yes. Oh. Oh, God. The, I've read the fucking book. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I love that book. I want to see the miniseries. Yeah, we bought the book after watching the series because it's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, Ben Mendelsohn is incredible on that show. I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's an H <laughs> in his name, so I have to pronounce it. And it's good to see him do something where he's not typecast. As, I know. Like, just the asshole villain guy. He, he's Slimy. so good. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of Ben Mendelsohn... Um, his name is spelled M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-H-N. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he was in one of my quarantine discoveries that I showed Brad. A startup on Netflix. It's a British prison movie starring Mr. Unbroken. What's his name? Uh, Jack O'Connell. Jack O'Connell, um, a.k.a. Mr. Unbroken. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rap name. <laughs> Mr. Unbroken. Um, dope. It's got Ben Mendelsohn. And it's what's it called? Uh, startup, S-T-A-R-R-E-D, up. It's called Startup because apparently if you're a minor and you're in a minor prison, 
but you are such a problem. They're like, fine, we're going to – you've gotten starred up. You're going to move to the adult prison. So Jack O'Connell moves up to the adult prison only to find his convict dad in there. And uh, Wow, I didn't know it had a 99%. Yeah, it's got a 99%. Interesting. It's really good. It's brutal and – I mean, everybody likes it. It's It's got a plot. Things happen in it. You know? That's not... You can't really say that about every movie these days. <laughs> very true. Uh, but it's also... It's... I mean, not only that, but it is a very... It feels very artsy, but not in a pretentious way. No, it just... Yeah. It, it just... I mean, I wouldn't even say... It I, would, I would say... I mean, just to the beginning itself, just how quiet it is. The beginning's quiet, but yeah. in my mind, it's just the process of him getting started up and getting settled into the new prison, you mm-hmm. know? Um... But it gets really brutal. Um, it's directed by David McKenzie, who directed Hell or High Water. Mm, and, love that movie. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, he directed another good movie. But uh, but yeah, that was one of my discoveries on Netflix. So it was super good. What Get else? ready to put subtitles on, because they're speaking Outlaw English, King. but it does not feel like English. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, south, it's like Southern English accents. Yeah. Crazy it, hard to understand. It's, I watch a lot of Doctor Who, so I think I'll be all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. These guys Isn't are Isn't that like classy thing. English accents, though? I mean, but they bounce all over England, so oh, it's like okay. you, get a, you get a bunch of different tastes. Gotcha. Yeah, the the accents are thick in that one, but it can be survived. But yeah, it's got Ben Mendelsohn and Jack O'Connell. Good stuff. And that was one of my... That and Solar Opposites were two of my quarantine discoveries. Did you have any quarantine discoveries? I rewatched a lot of movies. Like, Same. Just to kind of remind mm. myself of what it was like in the old days. So I found myself going back to the early 2000s, right? I, <laughs> I, I did that a few times. Gross. So Romeo Must Die, um, Half Past Dead, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave. That was that era where Jet Li... Um, um, shit, what's his what? name? Um, shit, Steven Seagal... And like DMX were huge in every movie in the early 2000s. I haven't Matrix. heard of any of those movies. Seriously, no, I know. Not even Romeo Must Die no. with Jet Li and Aaliyah. No. Oh man, okay. there's a movie with Jet Li and Aaliyah. Was yes. Aaliyah the one that died in the plane crash? Yes. Okay. Oh, I thought that was no. Selena was killed by her manager. Oh, why did? He... I thought she died in a plane crash too. No, that was. Aaliyah. Oh, I thought just. I just thought like Aaliyah one, one name singers just Aaliyah died in plane the, crashes. Aaliyah was the one that dated he who should not be named, R. Kelly. Oh, yeah. And then he he wrote a agent number number or whatever. I gave you one yeah. thirty years of my career. <laughs> if you haven't seen the R. Kelly meltdown video, stop what you're doing. Pause this podcast. Go into YouTube. Look up R. Kelly. Good morning today. Whatever. Interview. And then type in C four spoilers for a ten percent off code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I found myself rewatching a bunch of those movies. Um, one of the first movies that I saw when quarantine started was Bloodshot. Because oh. I had tickets to see it in Dolby, and then, of course, everything yeah, happened. Yeah, I think we were we were going to go. Yeah. Yeah, damn it. And then it dropped on VOD, and I'm like, well, you guys know I love Vin Diesel. Yeah. And it's like, it is, if you've seen the trailers, you've seen the entire movie. I had a feeling. That really pissed me off. Yeah. Because it ruins anything that you could enjoy in the movie. You've seen all the best parts. Really? All of there the best parts. There wasn't even that much good stuff in the exactly. trailer. <laughs> Literally everything you see in the trailer are all of the action beats and that's it. That's Cause, the whole movie. Because the only part of the trailer that got me excited was just his face getting torn up. And then I saw his PG-13 written by Jeff Wadlow. And I that was like, sequence oh, is pretty cool. Never mind. I hate I don't want to see this. <laughs> that uh, sequence was pretty cool. Okay. Though. I heard the CG was laughable. Yeah, it's during like, the fight terrible. scene. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. It, it doesn't even feel like we're in this age of CGI technology. It feels like 
early to mid 2000s from the trailer it looks like scorpion ridiculous. it looks like scorpion king like levels <sighs> so bad playstation 2 graphics <laughs> see i saw i didn't put it on letterbox because i only saw pieces of them because my family watched them and i was doing other kind of in and out in and out but i saw emma with anya taylor joy oh i wanted to see that i've heard that's meh it's clever, actually. I kind of, okay. kind of liked it. I mean, if you like period pieces, um, yeah. but uh, I, I, yeah, it's I wasn't into it enough though to stay. So, and then I was doing work on my laptop while Frozen Two and Onward were on. Oh, um, both of those were cute. Frozen Two has some epic shit in it. Um, I was surprised. I was pleased. I was dig- digging on it, vibing on it. I'd like to sit down, give it my mm. full attention. Um, but my other, other, um, honestly, my. I have a few major quarantine discoveries. First of all, underwater. Yeah, I just I watched that last. That watched that last night. Yeah, I, I love that movie. It's I really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. I I watched it on a whim with the family, and because they wanted to watch shit, and I'm like, I'm sick and tired of watching shit that I don't want to pay attention to. We're gonna watch what I want to watch. We're watching underwater, and uh, dude, it's Lovecraft and it's Alien and it's its own thing at the mm-hmm. same time, and the visuals are incredible and now, the suits. Careful for spoilers, but that was Cthulhu at the end, right? I mean, basically, Pretty it wasn't because well, Cthulhu is public domain, so anyone can use him. I mean, I used the commentary. I listened. I listened to the commentary, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we love to Cthulhu a lot." And it's, it sounded like it wasn't Cthulhu, but it was Cthulhu. Pretty much. I mean, that's, he, that's he what I had the anyway. tentacle beard that Cthulhu has, and yeah. he just was a a modified version. It's with just a bigger basically. Mouth. It's just basically Cthulhu. Every yeah. creature reveal in that movie is incredible. No, yeah. it's so cool. They throw that one on the table, and you're like, "Oh shit." Um, yeah, I just love baby. how you constantly get the first person, and like you're always looking for it, like the yeah. eyes, and usually it, you can, it's there. Yeah, I love it. Here's something funny I learned in the commentary. So you, so T.J. Miller's character, right? He has that toy rabbit that he treats like yeah, it's Paul. Real. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. And so what they thought would be funny was they knew they wanted it to be a toy rabbit. Uh, but what they did was for certain shots, they shot it with a real rabbit. And they told him, yeah, all these shots with the fake rabbit, it's for CGI and for blah, blah, blah. And they told him that the whole movie, it's going to be a real rabbit. So treat it like a real rabbit, whatever. And then that's hilarious. He goes into the theater and sees it. And I'm like, surprise, it's a doll the whole time. <laughs> he and almost took me out of the movie. A couple times. His humor, for me, did not fit the movie. It fit 80% at the yeah. time, to mm-hmm. me. For me, I could tell he was riffing and doing his own thing, and that kind of will take you out of the rhythm, but I felt like it was cut nice enough in. And Kristen Stewart bounced off of him really well, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pissed that the black guy died first. Yeah, I, was, I know. I, I was watching. I was into that character, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was watching with Lauren. I was like, guess what? They're going to kill the black I was joking, saying they're going to kill the black guy first. and Because I, I genuinely thought... It, that was sick. Yeah, it, it was. was. so cool. Uh, they got away with a lot for PG-13. Oh, yeah. A lot of yeah. blood. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I thought the... Asian girl was gonna die first. Uh, mm. The the British Asian girl. Oh yeah, the because, weird because relationship she was really boring. Those, yeah, yeah, they are. Both of those characters are boring. Yeah, because he all he does is get his get, like his oxygen leaked, and he's for some reason just incapacitated the half the movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite get why he was like that, but because they're underwater. Then they're dra- <laughs> <laughs> then they're just dragging the whole time. I was like, okay, this is good. I liked Vincent Cassell. I liked Kristen yeah. Stewart. I liked T.J. Miller, and I liked the Vincent black guy. Cass- and I was Vincent Cassell's that- always great. Oh yeah, he just radiates energy of his mm-hmm. own type. It, even know? if he's a good guy, bad guy, he just always has this this strange charisma yeah. where you just respect him and are always slightly scared of him because yeah. he just looks like an angry man. Yeah. yeah. 
they did hurt. a really good job with the tension in that movie. They this, did. There's this one scene where Kristen Stewart is crawling through this little space and it can, can yeah. collapse oh, in the beginning? any second. Yeah. 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 So good. When she's walking on like this like ramp in between the, the different stations, like, fuck, that was yeah. really tense. Yeah. That movie kicks off hard. You know, really I, I was surprised how, like, when I saw her do the whole like water drop thing and I remember from the trailer that's when it starts, I was like, oh, we're doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Directly into the shit. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't need a huge character introduction to her. Just let's learn along the way. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I dug it, honestly. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those movies that's going to get more of a following over the years. Yeah, I hope so. Be- well, and what's not to like if you're a horror fan, right? Yeah. It's got Lovecraft. It's got Alien. Those suits. Amazing practical effects. Oh, yeah. And amazing digital effects. I was... I, I know when they were, like, kind of in this shit underwater that they, all they did was just, like shoot like do like a green screen around their head and just placed it into like a CGI model mm. I think is what they did really no. yeah no that was that was real so what they did I because I watched the commentary and the behind the scenes because I was wondering how the hell did they do that yeah um because you know the movie was shot like two years ago yeah mm-hmm. and that's why it's got TJ Miller yeah I'm about to say that's why he's in it <laughs> um, but in the commentary they were like no it just took forever <laughs> the CGI just took forever. Like it, it wasn't any issues. Um, how they do the move? How they get their movement? Um, like they, that? They? I feel like they just told them to the, the suits. The suits in and of themselves were so big. I feel like they slowed it down by five percent or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, but the suits were so big that it looked like it anyway. Um, but the suits were real. They wore the suits, and what they did was they made the this warehouse look like it was underwater. Right? They just built all this set. They pumped in a bunch of fog. The only thing that's digital are the little underwater specks. Mm. Um, that's crazy. That's it. Everything else is practical. It's amazing. I love how I love that movie. yeah. In the beginning. Like when they were going through like the newspaper clippings, which I always find kind of annoying, but whatever. Um, it's just the title sequence. In the end. In the end. Yeah. Credits. Yeah. Um, but they were saying how like under being underwater is almost the exact same as being in space. Yeah. And watching, I was like, that is so true. I never thought about that. Yeah. It, they feel just as alone and lost. Yeah. Yeah. It's so scary. It's crazy. And but what's crazy for some, I don't know why, but the idea of millions of pounds of water pressing on your suit is scarier to me than the vacuum sucking you out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a vacuum is going to suck you out of your suit. Underwater is going to crush you into it. And for some reason, that's scarier to me. Um, especially because we know that the underwater is full of creatures. Mm-hmm. Like in, in a space movie, it's like, yeah, these are made up. But it's like underwater, it's like we know there's stuff down there. Yeah, and we still don't know every single creature. That no, we haven't touched depth, the bottom like, of Mariana's Trench. Yeah. Like we, we we can't get down there yet. That's where they were, too, mm-hmm. the bottom of Mariana's Trench. And they had drilled into it. Into yeah. it. <laughs> and things came out of it. It's just, it's super which, cool. which makes me think even more, Cthulhu, because that's how he emerges. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's like yeah. Cthulhu, but it's not. It's, just, it's not like <laughs> I'm Cthulhu. just going to call it Cthulhu because it makes me feel better. Go for it. Go for <laughs> it. Because I, I think Cthulhu needs to be in more movies because he's so cool. I'm just sad that it tanked, you know? <laughs> Tank. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the problem is people saw that it came out in January and just thought that it was going to be shit. Well, and it was 20th Century Fox's last production yeah. as 20th Century Fox. So Disney was probably like, eh, just toss it in January. We don't care. Yeah. You know, they spent a lot of money on it. And had it gotten proper press um, and maybe been released during a normal summer or maybe even a little slower, like maybe an August release date, you know? Yeah. It would have good press. Hell, even like September, a, like August, right September, before, October. Yeah. yeah it could have really, but I do think over the next five years, people will really start to see it. So I bought it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Cause yeah. The, I'm, 
the cinematography alone is incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it looks so Some good. Some of the slow-mo yeah. things. Yeah, like but, every time there was an explosion, I was like, that is sick. But yeah, I was I was shocked to see how much of it was practical when I watched the behind the scenes. Like the only thing that are CGI are bits of the aliens yeah. or the monsters and then the underwater specs um, and then a lot of the rig and that's it. Everything else they built in this warehouse. The I love the part when she's walking underneath the, all of the monsters getting into the, I was just the base yeah. and the hand that goes on her face like that. I was oh like, that God. was so cool. And the Super sound cool. effect yeah. of it, the sound design, incredible. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And you think just by seeing so many of those things that, oh, that's those are the monsters that we have to worry about. And then no, we get this his arm reveal. It's like, holy shit. I, I love the scale. Yeah. He's so big. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what's cool about it too though is you have these little creatures, right? The, the tiny ones that they get their hands on and throw on the desk and whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Okay, we got a threat but there's a bigger one. And then we see the bigger one we're like, okay, there are these guys running out there. Then there's a bunch of them and you're like, ah, that's what it is. And then when Cthulhu shows up, you're like, holy shit yeah and then we're we're at the end so i mean it's such a great and then Kristen stewart blows herself up to save humanity yeah Mm -hmm. and you're like that's i love how the 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 screen she uses gives her like a nice line of where the explosion's gonna end i'm like that's helpful yeah (laughs) because otherwise she's like i might just kill them (laughs) yeah it's a good movie and it deserves more love and i think it'll it will it will it'll find it yeah, it's it's my second favorite movie of 2020 so far. I mean, that's not saying much of all the releases we've had, but I still think Invisible Man is better. In my I opinion, say that, but mm-hmm. so good. I haven't had twenty dollars to I, give, even I though think, I have. Uh, it's coming out next week, so you'll be able to rent it for cheaper next oh, week. Oh, good for that movie! It's coming yeah. out. <laughs> um, but I would say The Lodge is still my favorite so far. Mm, I have a list. Underwater is probably my. And I'm two. checking it twice. Yeah. The Lodge is so good. Mia did not like The Lodge at all. I loved it. I loved, yeah, it. I loved it. Hated it, man. <laughs> when we saw it, she just went out to the car. <laughs> She, while she we talked left. about it, she just left. She's like, "I'm tired. Yeah, I'm done. going home. We're not. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing this." Um, my list of favorite films of 2020. My number one is The Way Back. Oh yeah, uh, really? Right. The, the more I think about incredible. it, man, I'm just like, the more I could just watch Ben Affleck sadly drinking beers all day. I didn't put it on this list because I saw that before quarantine. But that is no, such I, a yeah, good that night was either. that was like what a week before we yeah. couldn't go to the theater yeah. anymore because we were planning on seeing the hunt and then we were. I, I know, I think you were feeling sick, so we just didn't go. Yeah, um, no, I couldn't go to the hunt because I had something to do. Oh, that's right. Um, but uh, you know, the hunt, the reviews were middling, but I, the, I've actually audience reviews. I've heard it's kind of cool. Yeah, um, I gonna, thought it was. I'm going to watch it when it's um, like Cheap. out, out. Like yeah. I'll probably go to Redbox because. Man, like $8 per rental. That adds up. So yeah, it really does. it's way back from number one, Lodge, number two, Underwater, number three. I would switch Lodge and Underwater. Um, so it would be way back, Underwater, Lodge, Birds of Prey, Come to Daddy with Elijah Wood, fun little indie horror. Mm. I need to see that. It's it's good. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Bad Boys for Life. Switch my issue with the way oh, back. Oh, I forgot about Bad Boys. Yeah, that's in yeah. my top five. That was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> my issue with the way back is the marketing. Like, the marketing makes it seem like the most generic, like, oh, I'm down on my luck, and you have these school kids who play basketball, and they're not good. I know. And then we make each other better. It is so much more it, than yeah, that. Yeah, which is every level. not that. Like, I thought it was going to be the yeah, stuff. not that at all. reach these kids? No, yeah, well, Beg, uh, what's, what's the director's name? The Ga- kids Gavin? reach Ben Affleck. That's yeah. the real magic. Um, they do that with all of his movies because his movies on the surface, yeah, they um, look like inspirational sports dramas. Like, yeah, it's like, like Warrior. Um, what are what are some of his other ones? 
I can't I can't think of him right now. Oh, he did like the accountant, Shit. which I is his own it only made action 14 movie. Mil. Yeah, which is sad. Granted, a lot of that's because it got its release got cut off halfway through. Yeah, who knows how much they made digitally? Because that was one of the first at ones. At least twenty dollars. Yeah, at, at least <laughs> I think at least one person. Um, Gavin O'Connor. Right? O'Connor. Yep, yeah, Gavin great O'Connor. Great that's right, director. He did the accountant. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is an incredible movie. Think, he did Warrior. Right. Yes. And Miracle. And yeah. Miracle. Yeah, he's he's really good at making these sports dramas, but making them in a way that. They're not generic. Yeah. Um, they actually have their own like heart to Look it. At that. But why not pitch tomato, it like that, though? Why make meter. it seem like every other movie well, like this? Because that's how you get general audiences. <sighs> yeah, so that's how you get the I Karens know. in there. Well, also, this movie was rated R, so R. it's it's gonna lose a lot of like you know. I'm in high school and I play basketball, man. Yeah, audience, I guess. Will they, they go see this after practice? Because that's what basketball teams do. <laughs> I thought they just kiss in the locker room after practice. Well, that only takes like five minutes. <laughs> the audience score and the critic score is identical at an mm-hmm. 84. I've never seen that. Where it's yeah. identical. I was it's very rare, yeah. I was hoping to get a 4K Blu-ray release because I'm a sucker like that. Yeah. Because uh, it's available digitally in 4K, but I guess discs aren't good enough, huh? Mm. Huh? They don't make... You just you, you just said like an R-rated sports movie that they have an issue marketing that didn't do well in the box office. Yeah, they're not going to release it on a 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just mad at how irrational I am. <laughs> I um, want everything in 4K, and if I can't, I get mad. I know. You know, it's funny. It's Dylan, Dylan's here, and Dylan uh, hasn't seen Parasite. I'm like, Dylan, you have to see Parasite. Watch with me. I have the Blu-ray. He's like, no, I won't. I'm like, why? He's like, I'm getting the 4K, and I'm just going to wait to watch it then. I'm I, like, do, I, I do that. I'm like, why? You can watch it again. I've seen Parasite like four times. Like, just, just watch it like, again. I won't yeah. watch the Lucio Fulci zombie until I can see it on the 4K disc because I heard it's it changes it like it makes it look incredible yeah because I, I want to see those differences too so I, I'll watch it multiple times yeah that, that's the thing I'll I, watch it multiple times I want happily. my first time to be the best one like I waited years to watch Scarface till we got the 4K mm, one yeah. and then I put in the disc uh, the Blu-ray disc nah, and man. I was like oh my god that looks so different yeah. you just gotta lose your virginity you just gotta do it no no I, I, I think back on that experience and I was eating uh, a, a banquet uh, jalapeno chicken poppers bowl while oh, while watching you Scarface. About, I thought you were talking about losing your virginity. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I, I was well. I mean, it's the same. It's the same story. <laughs> Just like, okay, I got my jalapeno pretzel poppers. I got my chicken poppers. Dip, chicken poppers. I got my popcorn. And she's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, and done. or he. I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to assume. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh, it was it was both. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, but and, and I was just sitting, was I was like, sitting on my floor right in front of my my coffee table, just watching. Scarface. And I was like, I still thought you were talking so about good. your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scarface is kind of like virginity. Like, you watch gotta, it once, you're like, oh my god. I gotta see Scarface. So good. Especially now that they're doing a remake. Which yeah. I'm actually in full support of, because uh, I mean, it's Luca Guadagnino. Is that how you say? Luca Guadagnino. Luca... Luca? Giorgino. Guadagnino. Luca. Gia Johnny. Giordano's. DiGiorno. <laughs> I'm very excited to see it. People people are all upset that they're making a, a remake, but Scarface the is one a that you've seen yeah, is a remake. Yeah. So. And it's the the remake is so different from the nineteen thirties one. Yeah. They completely changed it. So I'm sh- I'm thinking they're probably gonna just do that again. Yeah, they'll just change it up again. Cause you, well, because you can't recast Al Pacino as Tony Montana. He, he's that's iconic. You yeah. can't. You really can't. So I think they're just going to make a new person. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be the best bet. Speaking yeah. of Scarface, the inspiration for Scarface, uh, Tiger King. Uh, oh, I was going to say Capone. No. Are you fucking with me? No, no, no. Have you seen Tiger King? No. Joe seen Exotic yet. inspired Scarface. That's insane. 
Yeah. Actually, I think I, I think I heard that they they go over it in Tiger King. Yeah, um, I forgot that about he that. was one of the coked out inspirations for Tiger. That's King. That's hilarious. But speaking but speaking of, uh, I I know Aaron hasn't. Did you see Capone, James? Not yet. I wanted to see it before it's this podcast, but I missed it. Bad. Really? It's bad. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I it, didn't uh, see it. I'll I'll go over a little bit of what makes it so bad. I can tell what he was going for. Because it's like a third act of like of this big gangster's life, and and you know how pathetic he's turned out, but also kind of dealing with all the violent past he's done. Except it's weirdly funny because, and I don't think it's supposed to be most of the I, time. I've heard it. He said it was. Josh Trank said it was. It was I don't get it then. Um, I mean, because he he shits himself twice. Yeah. In the movie, and one time okay. you see all of it. Like, in the bed. It's disgusting. Okay. Which normally I'm, like, all for, but for this, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And it, it, people compared Tom Hardy's performance to um, Marlon Brando, and I could see that because he's mumbling and grumbling all, the whole time. And it's so weird. It kind of works, though, but I just wish the movie surrounding it wasn't so cheap-looking because you can tell these guys in all their, like, suits that they bought from Party City they look like they're from the 1930s. I'm I like, was really great. hoping it was going to be good. It's got some okay parts, but the gore, the gore is so cheap, too. Like, you could just... It just looks fake. I'm not curious. Um, Did you watch, watch it in 4K? Uh, no, Blu-ray. That's the problem. Because it's not available in 4K. I checked. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You just have to believe in yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I you're just have to. I just have to get the uh, the original footage. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Go. Which I mean, and now now that I watched that, I'm like, oh, maybe Chronicle was a fluke because mm. that these are that two, hurts me. That's two terrible Chronicle. movies in a row, and he yeah. had plenty of time to work on himself. <laughs> yeah. Well, Capone was him working on himself. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, and the movie bad. ends with just a wet fart. I'm not, and that, that's not literal because I could see why people would think it would because yeah, he shits I, himself yeah. like a bunch. And there's a whole scene where he just farts in front of his lawyers. It's so funny. Okay. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so he's, weird. He's like deteriorating. He's yeah, he has like neurosyphilis or something. Mm, yeah. Like, because it's it's like rotted his brain. It's my band name, Neurosyphilis. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> um, I'd go see your live shows, buy some merch. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see Extraction? Yeah, Brad did. I did. What do you think? I like I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell. I'll say my my letterbox review. It's like they fed an AI bot every action movie script known to man. And had the bot write it. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember a single thing about the story. Well, I do, because it's so basic. Yeah. But some of the action scenes are really cool. There is a 12-minute long simulated one take, and I can only tell, like, maybe five or six hidden cuts. It is fucking incredible. It's, it's directed by a stunt guy yeah. who worked on, like, some of the John Wick movies. And It's fucking insane. And yeah, game, he, yeah. He was the, he's like the Disney stunt guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, but um, I thought the movie was okay. Um, like you said, it's pretty generic. Chris Hemsworth's backstory. You oh, can my God. Just, just imagine what you think his backstory would be, and that's what it is. It's so hey, fucking Aaron, generic. Hey, Aaron, oh, let's, let's have him guess. Yeah. Why do you think Chris Hemsworth says, man, screw this, all this money. I'm just going to help get this young 12-year-old Indian boy out of, out of his bad situation. He's either like a disillusioned military guy or a disillusioned corporate guy. No. What in his past do you think makes him want to save this child? His child died. From what? Cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I'm like, why? Why? Why I can't believe make I it so that. generic? <laughs> yeah, because it's the most generic thing you can think of for a character backstory. And you want to know when he does it? It's when the kid, the kid with a like strong Indian accent, is like, 
what, what, what do you want to help me? And then he's like, I had a son once. He was full. He had, what was it? Lymph. Uh, lymphoma? No, it was like lymphoma is just a fat thing. <laughs> it's not cancer. I'm thinking leukemia. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> he was just a fat little boy. He's lymphoma. <laughs> That's a good backstory right there. Can you imagine? No, I had a son. He was a big old tub of lard. Yeah. <laughs> he had a heart attack at six years old. Yeah. The doctor said they'd never seen anything like He was that. on my 600 pound life. <laughs> he was only 400 pounds old. <laughs> Oh, this, I mean, the action scenes are cool, but they don't make up for, you know, because at least, I mean, John Wick has awesome action scenes, but at least the story and character surrounding him is also really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing, right? The the His backstory in John Wick is pretty basic. You've yeah. seen it a million times, but it's actually interesting. Well, then they lean into it. Like, yeah. it's, they just accept it, and they're like, but it's it's Keanu Reeves, and everyone talking about him is like, oh my god. But what I like, man. Yeah. I, I, what I like about John Wick, though, is that it's so simple. They killed his dog. That's it. It's so simple. Yeah. No, and it, that oh, I've so never great. seen that in an action movie. It's like they killed his dog. Like, well, and they also stole his car, but he didn't care about that. But the dog, the dog was basically his wife. Yeah, it was his. It was his wife's last gift to yeah. him. And when he explodes on on him in the warehouse scene, he's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back." Like, so cool. I haven't awesome. seen two or three. I need to watch them, dude. What? Yeah, yeah. Two, I think to two, me it just gets better. Two is my favorite. Because um, mm. I think I think two mixes the action and the story better than three does. That's fair. However, three's action is is peak. Yeah. Um, especially my god, the the, the fight, end fight scene in the in the glass house. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh. Talk about Dude, great they, and the knife and the knife museum scene. Yeah. Oh, they're in a knife museum. <laughs> Just <laughs> which is interesting because that scene is mostly CGI. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's nuts. A knife. You would museum. never be able to tell. What, yeah. That almost sounds like a joke. <laughs> Well, I mean, the first his like, first kill, he have... kills a man with a book. <laughs> That's how you know you're badass. You kill someone with a book in a knife museum. <laughs> no, he's not. He's in a library. Then, oh. then he goes to the knife museum. <laughs> I thought he was in the knife museum. No. He's like, I don't believe in knives. Yeah, I'm just gonna use this book. <laughs> I'm just gonna use this book. <laughs> oh man. Um, let's ta- let's take a look at the releases that we've missed. Hold on, let me make sure that I I'm because I, I have one more. Oh, okay. Oh, I was I saw the endless. If you like cosmic horror, that's cool on Netflix. Oh, I've seen that poster a billion times. I need to watch it. It's neat. It's really low budget, but it doesn't hold it back at all. Uh, Tiger King. I loved Tiger King. Brad loved Tiger King. I'll see it eventually. It's super. It's super known at this point. It's so mainstream. Um, Contagion. I I I man. I rewatched that as well. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think everybody should. I think everyone did. Uh, when I when the when when the outbreak happened. I watched Contagion, and it scared me. Yeah. It hits really uh, close to home. It's amazing how much that movie predicts. Right on down to the conspiracy theories and the quack drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's crazy. In the movie, the only difference is the virus is way deadlier. Oh, yeah. That's the only difference. Everything else... What was the death rate in that one? 30%. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Which, there are viruses. Like, Ebola's death rate's like 60%. Mm -hmm. So... I, I'm glad that our, the virus wasn't that deadly, but man, yeah. that movie, the movie's incredible. It's all a montage, and I think, honestly, I think this turned Contagion into a classic. Yeah, for sure. That and, like, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, that's also another great pandemic movie. I don't I've know. never seen that. I need to... I need it's, to on ne- it's on Netflix, yep. so give it a watch. That was, like, that was one of the that first... The R- that was one of the first R-rated movies I ever watched. Yeah. Um, and, because uh, my sister had to watch it for one of her classes, so I was allowed to watch it, and I thought it was so scary. It's so good. I mean, uh, me and I also watched The Crazies. 
Oh, the oh, 2010 yeah. one? That's a yeah. good one. The remake of the Romero movie. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. It is. I remember that coming out and people saying, oh my god, it because like, that was in an, in an era where all these horror remakes were terrible. Yeah. And finally we had an actual good one. Well, and this was a, mo- a remake of a movie that was never great in the first place. Yeah, you most know? people didn't know it was a remake when they saw it. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah. didn't realize, but no, the crazy, it's a good movie. I need to watch it again. I haven't seen it since high school. Dude, it's yeah. so good. It holds up so well. Because that was, it's, Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Mia's first time seeing it, and she's pissed at me because it took me so long to show it to her. her. <laughs> then we saw, like, 28 Days Later. We just went yeah. down, like, just a row of I'm nice still waiting on for movies. 28 months later. Man, because 28... I mean, 28... Is, is still happening? I, I know Danny Boyle wants to do it. I don't quite know where it's at right now, but... Uh, 28 weeks later, as it, that wasn't Danny Boyle, but it was still really good. Yeah, I heard it. Was never really saw good. it. I never oh, saw it. Wa- give it a yeah, it's good. It's different than 28 Days Later. Um, and it's like kind of style. It's a, it's mm-hmm. way gorier and more action focused. Okay, but it still holds that same tone. Good. So let's look at this release schedule. I really want to see the Five Bloods. I do too. I'm not a huge fan of Spike Lee's style, but I am going to give that one a watch. Yeah. It's a very Spike Lee title. It really is, yeah. yeah. Kajillionaire, I I don't know what that is. Evan Rachel Wood, Richard Jenkins, hmm. Greenland, Irresistible. Okay, but let's talk about Artemis Fowl and how <laughs> hilarious that looks. And I that was in development for decades. Oh my gosh, that book was popular when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember, and then I saw this coming out, I'm like, wait, they're still doing that? Yeah. I thought it got canceled. Yeah. And I love how it doesn't have to go to Disney Plus. <laughs> they could, they could, they could wait. They could put yeah. it on VOD, but no, they're just like, fuck it, this is our chance. <laughs> yeah, they they seem to be doing that with quite a bit of their stuff. Yeah. Like even like the Hamilton, uh, it goes. It just goes recording. to show you how much of their money comes from others places. Yeah, but let's see what we got. Speaking of Hamilton, <laughs> so Unhinged. That's the one that's July first, still scheduled to come out in theaters. What's ah, that's that? the Russell Crowe movie. Oh, the Russell Crowe one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then after that, it's Tenet. Oh, so exciting. July 17th in the Mulan. And then after that, it would be The Informer. Oh, I saw posters for that. That seems that seems all right. I don't know much and about American it. Yeah, I don't Pickle. know much about it either. Oh, an American Pickle. That's the Seth Rogen one. Oh, that's where he time, like he time travels, right? It's directed by Brandon Trost. He's the DP for all those movies. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, SpongeBob is probably the next major release. Very excited for that. The Empty Man? I don't think I know what that is. James Badgedale? I've never heard of him. I don't know. Not one, familiar. Then Wonder Woman 1984 would be the next big one. Yeah, one I'm looking forward I- to that. That looks interesting. The one and only Ivan. I don't think I know what that is either. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Yes. Uh, and Antebellum. That Both. looks cool. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm, I'm excited, but not really excited for Bill and Ted because I'm scared. Like, I feel like Keanu has come so far. I don't want him I, to go back into that, but I, I do at the same time. I don't think he I don't think he would do it if he didn't think it was worth it. For sure. Yeah. Because it took him a while to get this off. Like, I, I think funding was the main issue, but and they also needed, obviously, both of them to come yeah. back or there's yeah. no point. And I don't. I Keanu Reeves is so in demand. I don't think he would have done it if he didn't think it was like a, like a actual worthwhile project. I didn't realize they finally the New Mutants is scheduled for August twenty. Yeah, they gave it a new one. That's so funny. This yeah. is the fifth time it's been rescheduled. It's you know, ridiculous. you know, you know what the only reason it hasn't gone to Disney Plus yet is is during their acquisition in the contract they have to put it in theaters first. They're not mm. allowed to put it anywhere else. Because I was wondering, I'm like, just put it on Hulu. Yeah, they can't. Just fucking pull it on Hulu. <laughs> no one's going to go see it. Yeah. Like, uh, well, we're going to go see well, it. We're going to go out of principle. But, 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 but we're, we're a min- the very minority of yeah. that group. Uh, the latest trailer too. is really good, though. 
I didn't I, watch I thought it. it was interesting. I'm just going to go see it. After a million years, it better be good. They've, they've had all the time in the world to work on it. Yeah. yeah. At this point, it's as good as it's going to get. I love get. how Maisie Williams has visibly aged since that movie. She looks completely yeah. different. So is Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> yeah. yeah the trailers. It's so uh, funny. A Quiet Place Part 2, I'm excited to see. Oh, Very. Yeah. Monster Hunter, we had I'm tickets. See. We had tickets. Our tickets. tickets were booked. Like, I'm so pissed. We, we had, had tickets, tickets booked for, for No this. Time to Die. No Time to Die. We had tickets for A Quiet Place Part 2. We had tickets for The Hunt. We had we had a lot of yeah. tickets. I had tickets for Bloodshot. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had tickets for Fast 9 already. Yeah. Like, just it's, ridiculous. It's crazy. Wait. You're, they're already selling? Well, no, no, bef- before. Oh, I was like, that's really far. Before the evil times. Uh, the Conjuring 3, uh, <sighs> it's the director. It's the. It, that's the only thing that makes me, like, not it's, care. It's yeah. the curse of my Sharona director. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very worried. I'm, so. I'm excited for The King's Man. I really hope that's a return to form for Matthew Vaughn after he completely derailed it with Golden Circle. Yeah. Candyman? I don't think Candyman looks that good, but... I've never seen the original. The, um, I, I don't to. like the original. I don't okay. think it's good at all. I've never seen the original. There's a huge following, but I, I don't get it. I don't think it's good. It seems like one of those random 90s slashers. That's... Is it on Shudder? I feel like that would be on Shudder. It's on It might Netflix. still be on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have to watch it. Just to it know. might just be the time that it came out in and what slashers were like at that time, and I don't know, but... What, that was early 90s, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of a weak time for slashers. But if it was a weak time doing for horror, it, yeah. Scream revived horror at that yeah. point. Because um, at that point... It, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, we were only getting it... Uh, getting, like... The sequels, like part eight of Nightmare on Elm Street, part nine yeah. of Friday the Thirteenth, so yeah. just everyone was bored. October December looks pretty alive still. We got mm-hmm. the French Dispatch from Wes Anderson. We got Death on the Nile, which is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. Halloween Kills. Halloween. So we Halloween saw Halloween Kills. last night. It is so. It's such a good movie. It's amazing. Had, had you not seen it before? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh multiple, okay. Multiple times. Okay, good. Amazing. But it looks say it's so good on OLED. The 4K. Oh, guys, so good. It's, yeah. It's a great movie. It's a very good movie. Like, there's only one glaring issue that I have with that movie. And, I mean, spoilers, but it's when the Careful. doctor clearly only has one arm. Somehow he drags Michael and lifts him into the back of an SUV with one arm. I'm like, that and, doesn't make any sense And Michael's a walking tank. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those horror things where you're like, meh. Yeah. It, it just is <laughs> I didn't even is. notice I mean, that, how right. did he survive? Like, he, he was... In the flames in the end. What uh, is Snake Eyes? Is that a remake of the Nick Cage? No. So this is actually a spinoff of G.I. Joe. Oh. Oh, that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. So this is one of two spinoff movies of G.I. Joe that's happening. Let's see. Robert Schwent? Schwent? Schwentke? Was he? Can you click on him? Those Who Wish Me Dead. Taylor Sheridan's new movie. Taylor Sheridan directed. he's good. Yeah. He wrote Wind River and he wrote... Oh God! There was something that was it. Prisoners. R.I.P.D. Oh my God. Okay, he's like half the well, Divergent movies. Nope, nope. No, the the only good ones on there are Red and Flight Plan, and even that, they're all right. Okay, it's probably not going to be very good. I like the Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Never watched. Never it's not super rewatchable for me, but R.I.P.D. is yeah, no. an abomination. It is. It's bad. I did like Red, though. I actually do really enjoy that yeah, movie. Yeah, Red was all right. Yeah, but these movies are Red, fucking was, horrible. The Divergent cute. movies. What's the Captain? Oh, it's German? It's a German movie. Yeah. Okay. I always find... Is he... He might be German, based I mean, on that last name. But I'm about to say, I think it'd be really hard to direct a movie that's yeah, not in your German. language. I, yeah. <laughs> that would be really difficult. But well, we got Those Who Wish Me Dead, which is Taylor Sheridan's new movie. Click on Taylor, Sher- Taylor Sheridan real quick. Oh, it's got Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, Tyler Perry, Whoa. John Berthnall, and Aiden Gillen. Oh, Tyler Perry gets to actually act. 
He's weirdly good at that. Sicario. That's what it was. Yeah. He wrote Sicario. He wrote, He's wrote Hell or High Water. He's an excellent writer. He wrote and directed Wind River, and now... Wind River is so good. I didn't see Wind River until... I haven't still haven't seen. It. I need to watch year. it. I didn't realize he wrote and directed Yellowstone, and then he wrote Sicario Two, and now Those Who Wish Me Dead. He directed, so he came out of nowhere. I feel like Sicario Two would have been a lot better if Denis still directed it because yeah. the script itself really wasn't. I mean, it was it was good. It was a good story. Just yeah. I just think it could have been Denis, told better. Yeah, Denis elevates it to a different level. He elevates every movie he does. Is it's crazy. Is it still coming out this year? It should be right. Oh, they moved Black Widow to November. Well, no, aren't they splitting? Wait, did you just say Dune? Dune. Yeah, yeah. Um, aren't, I thought I heard they were splitting that into two no. movies. No, right there. No, I didn't. Dune. Can you click on it just to see? That cast is Could've nuts, s- too. Yeah, it's... Have you seen the images from it? Yeah. It looks so cool. Looks so good. I know nothing about Dune, but I'm just excited. I mean, it's Denis. Yeah. Oh, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, oh. Writing. Okay. Stated that his goal was to adapt the novel into a two-part film series, ultimately secured a two-movie deal with Warner Brothers. Well, can you go down to release? I think that'll tell us... Like what the final decision was? Yeah, I don't see anything. Doesn't say. Yeah, could have sworn they said two. Well, and that's what, that's what's funny is go up to writing because he says that he would only do it in two films. Yeah. Legendary CEO Joshua Grode confirmed that they okay. What they're doing is they're releasing Dune and if it like it chapter two where they didn't they're not shooting them back to back. Okay. It's going to it, so it, if it does well, they're just going to go ahead and green light it. Yeah. Which I think it will. Yeah. So I'm well, sure it'll it says fine. it's a two movie deal. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ripe for a sequel. Yeah. It's, it's such a big universe. Um, cool. So anyway, let's go back to the release schedule. We got uh, Soul. Okay, you keep going. We got a lot, actually. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Guys, I was really scared. Get ready, guys. <laughs> I already know which one you guys are going to talk about. You guys. Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> And if it wasn't for Walt Becker, I don't think this would have happened. No, 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 no way. Neither, and also, you got to remember, too, there are four writers on this thing, and all four of them are... They each had, they, they got a writer for every leg. Yeah, that scares Clifford the has. shit out of me. Dude, Why dude. do you need four writers for a Clifford the well, Big like, Red Dog movie? dense source material, James. Look, all right, we got Darby Camp in it. Oh, my the God. Darby Camp. They're all only on the screen. I thought it would be, like, story... Novel by uh, and then screenwriters. Nope. We got Jack Whitehall. Okay, we got David Allen Greer, uh, uh, Sienna Glory. Okay, the one and only uh, Keenan Thompson. That's the first I one that I didn't even know that. I wonder if Clifford's going to talk in this. Rosie Perez, uh, John John Cleese. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, so I, I would hope Clifford would talk. Right? I mean, he talks in the books though. So yeah. I don't do drugs, but I'll do a shit ton of drugs before I go see Clifford the Big <laughs> yeah, Red Yeah, we're dog. seeing this, by the way. There's there's no way out of it. We're doing a whole episode on it, whether you like it or not. James can say no. I'm going to break into his apartment. I mean, we have to do it at this point. I really hope it's... I don't know. I, I want it to be this odd mix of well, it's got four elements writers. elements of a like just a batshit weird movie. It's I don't want it to be boring. I want it to be weird. It's got yeah. four writers, Brad, yeah. so you better believe it's going to be a mix of content. Man. Well, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 had like seven. So anyway, Black <laughs> Widow comes out November 6th. Stillwater, Tom McCarthy's new movie comes out the 6th. Deepwater, Adrian Wait, Lin. there's a Stillwater and Deepwater? <laughs> What's Deepwater? Adrian Lin, who directed um, It Stars Ben Affleck? Yeah, Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Hmm. Let's find out. Oh, this is the one where uh, Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas met. Because they're dating now. Ew. That's a thing? She's like yeah. 14. No shit. She's like 30. Really? Click on Ana de Armas. I don't believe you. 
Where is it? Where is her yeah, name? She's cast? like late twenties. I think I looked it up. She's so hot too. Yeah. Oh, thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. It's not as. I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's not as weird. She just looks young. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ben Affleck is fifty. Eighteen-year difference in Hollywood. That's nothing. Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Thank the sweet lord that's still coming out. Yeah, that's one of my most anticipated yeah. movies for sure. Soul, super excited. The Father, don't know what that is. It sounds artsy because it's Sony Pictures classic. No Time to Die. Uh, no Time to Die. Um, oh, it's Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Every time I hear Joji in it, though, I just think of Joji Filthy Miller. Filthy Frank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Free Guys. I some... hope Free Guys good. Please be good. I think it'll be fine. There's a chance. Because Ryan Reynolds movies can go either way. They really can. Taika would see. Recently, it's more. It's like almost all good. Yeah. I mean, Clifford is really all I'm <laughs> concerned about. Oh, Samaritan. That's directed it's by the guy that did Overlord movie. It's, Ooh, it's Stallone. Yeah, it's Stallone cool. as like a retired superhero who's like fucked up now. Yeah, dark new take on superhero movies. A young boy comes to the realization like that a famed that superhero who is thought to have gone missing after an epic battle twenty years ago may still be around. We hear that a lot. Yeah. It's a dark new twist on superheroes, like introducing Brightburn. <laughs> did you like Brightburn? I actually did. Yeah, I liked it a lot. <laughs> I thought I thought it was fun. You said that as if you hated it. So you're like, did you like Brightburn? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, no, because cool, there's, there's a lot of people that talk shit about that movie. I thought I it was really it. well It didn't done. go as far as I wanted it to, but that was for budget hey, man, reasons. man, don't pressure the movie. It'll go as far as it wants to. <laughs> Dune, West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, Coming to America. I'm How do you guys excited. feel about this sequel? I've never seen the first one. Oh, the first Dude, one. What? Mm-mm. Damn, okay. Well, classic comedies, I'm, I just, I, I oh. finally watched Austin Powers, the first one, for the first time last night. That's how, like, behind I am oh, on, like, yeah, nine so comedies. I'm it's excited so about Coming to America. Uh, Craig Brewer is directing it. He directed yeah. My Dolomite Isn't My Name. Yeah. Um, oh. He directed Black Snake Moan. He directed Hustle and Flow. Okay, so he knows he's, he's the whitest black director that we have. <laughs> Wait, he's white? He's white. He's, I had no he, idea. He lives in Memphis. Uh, from my understanding, he is an honorary black man. Okay. But I don't know. Hmm. Strange. Um, All right. But yeah. Uh, I was so Top mad. Top Gun oh. Maverick is still coming out? I'm excited. Top Gun Maverick. I'm so excited. Have you even seen the first Top Gun? No. <laughs> I mean, you'll see it right before this. There's yeah. not, like, much. It's just a really fun movie. You can ride my tail. That's all I know. And knowing that Tom Cruise is actually piloting one of those jets. That's all I care fucking about. fucking insane. Wait, there's been... a Tom and Jerry movie? Directed yeah. by Tim Story. Oh, yeah, we already went through this. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere near the prestige of Clifford the Big Red Dog. No, with Walter Beck? No. Yeah, with Darby McAllister, whatever the hell her name is. Well, it has Chloe Grace Moretz in it. And, and Michael Pena. We all know he's great at choosing movies after Fantasy Island. Fun to see. Jeez. It's got Colin Jost. The one what? and only Colin Jost. The guy that somehow nabbed Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Strange. The cruise. He must be, she clearly likes guys that are funny. Yeah. That's very true. That's that's very apparent. Who did she yeah. date before that? Ryan Reynolds. She was uh, married that's to him. right. The Last Duel, Ridley Scott. Whoa. Click on that. I didn't know Ridley Scott has something coming uh, out. Wait, a new Ben Affleck and Matt Damon movie. Yeah, Ben Affleck's I, got I, a busy year, man. I sound like a mid-2000s teenager. <laughs> it's written by Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and Nicole Holofcener. Huh. Ooh, in 14th century France, best friends blah, 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 are ordered to fight to the death after... Carus uh, kills his legree of it raping stars, his wife. It stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck. Wow. Wait, Nathaniel Parker. Is that the guy? I don't think so. No, Mainly that's Nate. This is... pa- Click on Nathaniel Parker. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's him. 
Wait, where's uh, uh, down in the cast? cast? Okay, no, no, not, not even close. Mind, 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 mind. We're thinking of Birth of a Nation ga- mm. guy. Yeah, he disappeared after he after he's like. I didn't do it, but if I did, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, wasn't he also like, and if I did, this is how I do it, okay? Yeah, and it was very clear he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested in seeing this. Anything they write, like, I'll watch it. Yeah. And that's, that sounds like a really cool premise. Just, uh, I, I I love those, I love that time period in movies. Yeah. I so love, cool. I just love the premise, Adam Driver in a movie. Oh, yeah. Just, if he's in a movie, I'll go, okay. So. What, The Book of Henry 2? Yeah, I'll watch it with Adam Driver. <laughs> News of the World by Paul Greengrass? Ooh, respect is the Aretha Franklin one. Yeah. What's News of the World, Paul Greengrass? Let's find out. I like Paul Greengrass. People didn't see 22nd of July, and it makes I me know, sad. I know, it's sad because it was so good. I haven't seen A it. Western starring Tim Honks. A Texan traveling across the Wild West agrees to help rescue a young girl who has been kidnapped. That says nothing. Is that true grit? I mean, it sounds very... Really... Well, it's Paul Greengrass. That's all I care about. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Uh, I don't know any of those other people. Yeah. Don't know. Cool. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I'm down for it. Yeah. It's one of those Christmas movies that the families are going to go see. Yeah. Because the like, Oscars are going to be interesting. Hanks. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's how they're going to market it. I don't know if the movie's actually be like that. Yeah. Now, after, I love how, like, he's the only celebrity that really got coronavirus. The only um, major him, celebrity. A lot of sports him, people Idris, got it. Idris and Idris his wife. Yeah. It's it, it, it. I, I think mostly sports people got it. Yeah, like, I mean, it when it comes to NBA, like notable, when it, ran, it went around the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that is going to go down in history. When the NBA was canceled, that's going to go down. Well, because you saw it live. That was crazy. But like when it went, it's just that's going to go down in history as a moment where everybody realized something's up. Yeah. Um, this is more serious than we thought because, like, two weeks before, like, in my office, that we had to permanently work from home, we were saying like, I think this is getting blown out of proportion. We're like, I don't see this being that big of an issue, and now we're like, oh, we were wrong. Yeah, <laughs> we were so ignorant. The Oscars are going to be postponed. All the cons are canceled, or they're doing like a stream, which is really interesting. Can you imagine just a all stream Comic Con? Like, that's going to no. be fun. Well, yeah, but I, I'm i not super familiar with how Comic-Con, like, the day-to-day works for them. I know there's just a lot of panels, which would make sense yeah. for streaming, but there's also a lot of, you know, buying uh, collectible things that are only Comic-Con exclusive. Yeah. Um, and it's also just the experience, because E3 got canceled, but, I mean, that should have been canceled even before coronavirus. Right. <laughs> it's so outdated. Um, and now all these different companies are doing their own live streams, which is the future of announcements. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of inevitably <laughs> waiting until that's over. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool, though, because, I mean, when Comic-Con time comes around, like, I watch most of the panels on YouTube live mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. And then for, like, Hall H stuff, obviously they don't film that, but now they will. I just assume you'll just have to pay, like, some kind of membership fee or you'll have yeah. to, if they do it on Twitch, you have to be subscribed to a certain tier and you'll be able to see Hall H stuff. You'll get to see, like, I get you get to because that's where you see like stuff. like the uh, footage from upcoming movies that all the news articles talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I wonder what what's uh, what's going to be there. Like what yeah, movies they're going to have exclusive footage? Probably Suicide Squad because that's already done. Yeah, like the, oh, the filming is done. I would that'd be cool. I mean, every time I see the font of that title, I'm like, who made that font? <laughs> of can, the old one? No, the new one. I've like the James it. Gunn one? Can you, can you Google yeah. it real quick? It looks like garbage. What is this? Some kind of Suicide Squad? Oh, suicide. That's my favorite. I, lo- I love how um, I follow David Ayer on, on Twitter. Yeah. And now that... Um, oh, I saw that's, that. The Snyder Cut is getting... 
uh, it was, it was finally happening. Thank God. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah. But what's wrong with that? I just think it looks cheap. No, I think it's cool. It's all right, I guess. Oh, I really hate it. Oh, I like it. It looks like Tarantino-y. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, the fact that the Snyder Cut is actually happening yeah, is going that's to crazy. HBO Max. Like, so this is the smartest thing that they could do. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I've, yeah, I'm excited. I, I've never even seen Justice League. I'm, I'm going to watch them both. No, I, yeah, watch it before. Cause, yeah. And you'll yeah, you can. I think you definitely should. No, for sure. I want to watch them back-to-back. Like, watch, mm-hmm. watch all the trailers, watch the movie, and then watch the Snyder Cut. Because there's so much stuff in the trailers that's that obviously from Snyder's vision. And then Whedon's movie and the executive's movie is a completely different thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you can tell. Yeah. Snyder said that only one-fourth of his stuff is actually in the theatrical cut. Wow. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's so bad. There's I, entire I arcs that it. are missing. We were supposed to see a scene with Barry and Iris in this movie. Steppenwolf looks different. Darkseid is actually supposed oh, to be in the movie. They rushed st- uh, the, the CG for Steppenwolf. It's very clear. It looks fucking He looks terrible. terrible. Wow. To um, think that that came out roughly the same time as the first time we saw Thanos in Infinity War, and then seeing pathetic <laughs> Steppenwolf. Do you, are you looking at the evolution of the Suicide Squad logo? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a what we're looking at is a picture, and it's the evolution of the uh, David Ayer Suicide Squad trailer logo. Right? They they made it look goofier and more colorful um, afterward. Right? So the first one is the original Suicide Squad logo. Then the second one is trailer number two, where it's got more colors. Then trailer number three where they put the crazy colors behind it and then they put trailer number four which has Teletubbies <laughs> and My Little Pony and all this shit all over it. God, I hate that I think movie. they should use the the one where it looks like a Target board. I think that's a yeah, good this one, one for good. the new one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one looks better, but it whatever. Does. I'm sure they'll do a new title oh, card for they the, always do. Yeah. yeah. Their biggest mistake with that movie was trying to make the Suicide Squad save the world. That's not what they do. No. They're sent on covert missions so that anything anything happens, no one can be blamed for it. No one cares Hell, even about their lives. Spider-Man Homecoming learned that lesson. Like, he's, he's just a kid. Have him only save, like, a small portion of something. It makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't have him save the world. Jeez. It's so annoying. Why does everyone have to save the world? Like, yeah. It's just so stupid. It's an executive thing. It's yeah. what they like. I mean, you're... Uh, I, w- I was watching this interview with Anthony Mackie, and he was talking about the, the state of the movie industry, and he was pretty annoyed, and he was like, look, he's like, these days, you're making movies for China and for 16-year-olds. And, pretty and, much. And it's, like, pretty much. And that's it's, it's really frustrating that that's the state of things. But Yeah, because he was in... Was he in Detroit? The Catherine I Bigelow? I don't or was know. That John, I think John Boyega that's was John definitely Boyega. in it. I don't yeah. know if Anthony yeah, Mackie had a role. I don't think Anthony Mackie was in it. No. I can't oh, remember. Okay. But to say, like, because... I don't know, man, I'm, it's so sad that we can't... I mean, we do get them, just not nearly as often as I'd like, or as easily um, accessible to the market with these darker you know, more violent movies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. Oh, I'll, yeah, he is in it. He is. Okay. Oh. Okay, cool. Anthony Mackie's in a lot of movies that I just he's great. forgot that he's in Yeah, them. he's a really good actor. Denzel Washington? Oh, Daniel Washington. <laughs> <laughs> is that his son? No. Oh. Wait, maybe. I don't know. Because his son was in... His, his son His son is uh, uh, John David Washington in Tenet. I thought he had another one. Maybe. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> his, his kid was in... The Great Debaters, You're I just think. getting all your black people mixed up. Yeah. Come on, Oh, Brad. God, I was hoping you wouldn't call me out on that. I'm sorry. 
Don't apologize to me. Apologize to James. Oh no! I want, no no. That reminds me. Last night we we're uh, scrolling through Netflix, and then Lauren was like, um, uh, "Hassan, the guy who does the Patreon, yeah, Hassan Minaj. I don't know." And she goes, "Oh, Aziz." Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, Whoa. "No, no." Wow. That's that's just I thought that was hilarious. So yeah. what do you guys think is going to happen to the Oscars? Do you just like cancel it this time or I personally think we have a unique opportunity to have a I mean the Oscars has always gone on like during World War II and the Great Depression it's been yeah, around. That's true. You know, I and so it's like this is the COVID Oscars. So what if it's a slow year? The show will go on. That's what movies are all about. And if Best VFX has to go to Sonic, then Best VFX has to go to Sonic. Then I like how you're saying that Dune is not going to get it. No, it's going to be Sonic, obviously. Or Clifford the Big Red Dog, God willing. Um, but, I mean, look, we still got great movies coming out. And I, I if as long as theaters reopen come July, you know. And I think we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be fine. You know, I mean, when when has Oscar contenders ever come out in March, April, May? Anyway, you know, Silence of the Lambs came out in January. January. That was not my question. <laughs> Dumbass. March, April, May, because Get Out came out in February. Uh, you know, there's like the VFX noms, but mm-hmm. a lot of those have been moved to later this year. Or I have now. a feeling they're going to postpone it, but they're also going to be like, like from. Or not? I don't know about from, but they're going to allow the deadline to be like February of 2020 to, to enter. <sighs> but then, but then the Oscars after that are going to be stunted as well. Like, or they allow it to overlap, so you can win twice in a row. There if you, you go. came out in January. There you go. <laughs> no, I think they should just do it. You know, underwater wins again. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I really do think they should just do it. But I think just it, just for future sake, just to keep things easy. Yeah. Just take what we have. Maybe well, we'll get sounds, some more interesting choices. Well, it sounds like a lot of good stuff is coming out. Yeah. You know? um, and they said for the Oscars, they they were saying that you don't have to have a theatrical release this year. Yeah. Um, that's good. VOD. To I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, the really then the only things that aren't going to be there that would normally be there are the things that, you know, just got postponed next year. And when has Fast and Furious ever been nominated for major Oscars anyway? <laughs> has it ever? Not even for, like, sound? I don't think so. I don't oh. think so. They need They're a like, stunt category in the Oscars. This would be a great time to add there it. There really should be a stunt category. No, it's like it's the only necessary. obvious thing, you know, because there are a million different things that deserve recognition, like color grading and stuff like that. But it's it's always hard to. They're they're putting together sound. They yeah. lost that finally. Yeah, yeah. It, that needed to happen. Yeah, well, you, you know, it's funny. And now that they lost a category, they can add a new one. Exactly. <laughs> it's like stunts and. That'd be a cool category. Like a mainstream people would be interested in. Yeah, what movie the, had the cool stunts and do like cool a stunts. cool like reel of yeah. what it looks like behind the scenes and well, all that? You know, they combine the sound Oscars because they're like, yeah, the general public not only doesn't care, but they 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 don't know the difference, and the people in the industry don't even know the difference. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't know. I just there there are stunt performers that do such incredible work in movies like Clifford the Big Red Dog that I. <laughs> Come on, man. There's got to be somebody in that CGI dog suit. <laughs> but you think I'm kidding? There is a CGI dog suit. Have you seen it? No, no. I have not seen Look it. Look up Clifford the Big Red Dog like, oh, live God. action. I'm like genuinely excited to see this movie because I have no idea what it's going to be. Wait till be. you see this picture. This picture changes everything. 2020. Everyone. That's what I want to see. All right, and just look up 2020. 
Oh my god. <laughs> what is this? There it is. That's the that's the CGI. <laughs> well, obviously it's for reference and scaling. It's for and reference. Oh my god. Is that picture from the movie on the left? Or it, is that just a drawing? It I, better not I be. I don't know. I think it's like a fake leaked thing. Oh I, yeah, like that, it could be that, real. I don't know, man. Uh, that dog is just real, just supersized. Yeah. Uh, I don't like that. I love it. Oh, this is going to be so weird. Yeah, but I'm, so, I'm really excited. So we click on that puppet. <laughs> Up it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> click on some of the bigger pictures. He's actually, of it. like, I don't know, for reference, he's not that big. No, no, he's not. He's yeah. he's only he's only double the I height. I love I love how I mean that's still how a big angry dog. that guy looks. <laughs> it is still a big fucking dog. <laughs> God, he must be miserable. Oh wait, there's a there's legs. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's four legs. I didn't see there, that. there are two people in the CGI dog. Oh my costume. god, and they're wearing red shorts and red shoes. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Oh, man. For the listeners, I'm going to put the link to this picture in the description <laughs> of the video so you can see this. This is insane. Yeah, man. I, as soon as I saw that picture, I'm like, I'm going to lean into Look, this it has, joke. It has the crane right behind him for a move, like to, for helping them move it. <laughs> look at how miserable the actors look. They're... <laughs> That must be so hard. Like, you have to put so much emotion into, like, communicating and interacting with I, I this think, fake dog. I like, think Walter Beck is going to do a great job of conveying what, what Walter emotion. Beck directed? I have no idea. Let's look at it. <laughs> Go back to list of American films, because it is an American film. Clifford the Midwright. Walter Big Beck. Hell yeah. Walter. Oh, I read Smithsonian's. I thought it was Scientologist for a okay, second. Okay, that's not it. It's, it's not. Oh, they clicked the wrong thing. Just, just, uh, just, just go go to Clifford and you'll. Oh, I switched up the errs. <laughs> oh, Walter. <Ben. laughs> Let's see. He's directed. Oh such... my god, he did Van Wilder. He did Alvin and the I Chipmunks. I like Van Wilder. He did Alvin and the Chipmunks. Road Chip. He served as a producer on the Kevin James hit Zookeeper. Uh, but before that, he directed the John Travolta, Robin Williams classic, Old Dog, and Wild Hogs, uh, Van Wilder, and Buying the Cow. This is a project cut out for Mr. Becker. It's, it's just. Oh, he replaced David Bowers. Fuck that guy. Who's that? David Bowers was going to direct Clifford the Big Red Dog, but didn't do a good enough job. Oh, I thought there was a legitimate story there. No. Can you click on David Bowers? Click on David Bowers. We have to just go all in on this. Who did they replace? David Bower was going to direct it. He he was an animator on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right? Oh, he directed Flushed Away, Astro Boy, all of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies. Yeah. See, Diary of a Wimpy Kid... Not the live action remake we want. Road to El Dorado is actually a fun movie. I like that. Yeah, movie. honestly, I he think this a, guy was a better fit. He was a storyboard artist on that. Okay, he 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 has no idea the intricacies of directing a Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Not the way that Walt Becker does. Oh, he's on Fern Gully. That was a weird movie. Astro Boy. <gasps> Balto. Yeah, yeah, Astro Boy was weird. Clearly not cut out for the demanding CGI dog costume. I really chicken want. One, I want them. Yeah, that was good. Um, Werner Herzog, the voice. <laughs> I am a big red dog. What does it mean? 
My lightning existence is torture. I am big and red. My bones ache. <laughs> I, I mean, do feel. we even know who's going to be voicing the dog right now? If um, there even is a voice, I, they might be taking our, some artistic see. liberties. David, David, David Allen Greer. David okay. Allen Greer. Who's that? Uh, yeah, you know. Black. Oh, I've I? seen him. Yeah, he's in Boomerang. He was on In Living Color, a bunch of different stuff. Blank Man. Yeah, I remember that. Cool. Oh, he's on Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Maybe that's how Keenan got involved. Hey guys, I know I'm on SNL, and you know uh, I I'm really talented, but you know I think should voice Clifford. They're like, who? Who Keenan? <laughs> David Allen Greer. <laughs> and they're like, yes. <laughs> I am not excited for this at all. Oh, I'm I'm I'll, so I'll excited. It. You made me see Fantasy Island. My fantasy is to unsee Fantasy Island and <laughs> I replace think, it with I a rewatch. We owe him. This. You owe me. Oh, this. we're going. We're going, but. <laughs> I'm not excited for it. I'm so excited. I just can't. I think we dedicated like 30 minutes of this podcast to Clifford the Big Red Dog. (laughs) We should dedicate 30 minutes of every podcast to Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's an important film. Are you guys excited to see Soul? I am. I trust Pete Doctor, and I like music, and I like Jamie Foxx. So yeah, I really hope it's good. And I like Pixar, but not recently. Yeah, I mean, (sighs) recently it's Disney shills. Yeah. It's like an, it's like those video game companies where the core team moves somewhere else, you know. Um, the people you actually like, like but Pete that Doctor, Pixar. Yeah, Pete Doctor is one of the guys that's been there since the beginning, and you know, I trust that. He spelled yeah. his last name wrong though. He says it's a it's O R not E R. What kind of doctor is he? <laughs> Did you guys ever end up seeing like um, the Turning or Brahms the Boy Two? Oh God, no, <laughs> no. But I saw that you saw the Turning and that it was horrible. Oh my God, I've heard horrible it is things. As bad as you, you can possibly imagine, and the ending, like everyone says, is just it doesn't make any fucking sense. It just ends, and you have no idea what happened. Well, you, you know, well, no you know, idea. you know why the movie sucked though, right? No, it was directed by a woman. God, <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> How dare you disrespect the art form that brought us the live-action Clifford the Big Red Dog? <laughs> By disrespecting female directors, you disrespect movies everywhere. Aaron, you want me to t- want me to repeat what you told me at McKay's the other day? What did I say? When you watched the really crappy movie, hey man, and you're like, you know why it only got good reviews, right? Yeah, no, it's true, man. I'm, I ain't afraid, oh, I ain't afraid say of the it. truth. I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. I just saw a shitty movie, and I watched it, and I was like, well, this movie is rather shitty. And then, like, really bad. Like, it was. it's not even much better than my movies. And, <laughs> and I Google it, and it has, like, a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes, but, like, an audience score of, like, a 5. And I'm like, something is fishy here. And it was directed by a woman, and all the critics were like, she has such a bright future ahead of her if you think about it. I'm like, okay. If you don't watch the movie. (laughs) If you don't watch the movie and you close your eyes, then, you know. And she might have a bright future ahead of her, but the movie sucked. Yes. I don't know what's worse, the turning or the grudge. I'm not really sure which one's worse. That's rough. That's Because yeah. at least the grudge kind of had an ending I that made a, sense. I had a weird dream last night that I rented the grudge on Google Play, and I didn't know why. It's like I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> and it was playing, and I was like, no. And I turned it off. I and mean, that was, you could that was, be in the mood for a terrible all, movie. All, I was dreaming about having to watch a bad movie and then realizing five seconds in, oh, I can turn this off. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> And Brahms the Boy to unnecessarily retcons things in the first film. But How dare they? How dare they? things in the first film? Because I thought the first one was decent. 
Did I you never, guys? See I never the first saw one? it. No. No. Yeah, I, I thought it was decent. Like when it ended, I'm like, well, that wasn't shit. I'll watch it again. And this one is just fucking terrible. Like they were just trying to capitalize on creepy dolls. The way and they marketed so it was weird. Like Brahms, the boy too. I yeah, don't, it seems Brahms. Strange. I was like, the boy, the, the the first boy did a really good job. Like financially yeah. so the boy too should just work just fine I want to see any movie called Brahms so it's like yeah we get it the kid's name is Brahms we, oh is it yeah I didn't know why they called I it think that I think the boy's name is Brahms he's like yeah I thought his Jack. name was the boy <laughs> <laughs> Um, someone on Facebook, I think it was like the Nashville Filmmakers thing on Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, was related to the director. They're like, go support him, please. And people were commenting it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, no. it's an awful, awful movie. No, yeah. no, it's okay. I stay home. I social distance. <laughs> I also saw Midway during quarantine. Was that I good? Thought, I thought Midway was fun. Nice. Oh, you like Roland Emmerich, I like right? Roland Emmerich. No, I don't. I like 80% of his movies. He loves the sequel to Independence Day. I do not. <laughs> oh, I, I genuinely could not remember if you did or not. I was he, like, wait. Oh my gosh, that was like one of his worst movies of last year. That's he right. Hated yeah. Independence Day. Resurgence. The only Roland Emmerich movie I like is The Patriot. <gasps> That's such a good movie. It's, it's, it's fantastic. You like Twenty Twelve? It's. I wouldn't call it a good movie. I would call it a good movie. It's, I think it's fun, man. If you just want to watch a really fun long. disaster movie, yeah, man, I will give you that. It is a bit long. Yeah, it's like two hours, 20 minutes. I'm like, I can't. Damn. When I was a teenager, I loved that movie. So, I, God, yeah. I was like 16. I remember the the um, giant uh, cardboard thing that they put in at Carmike when we were there. Yeah. I remember that. When did 2012 come out? That might be 2011. 2011. Yeah. Why not just wait until I rem- 2012? I, I remember it was the year before. Because I think if they did it in 2012... For some reason. Wow, he's a busy guy. Oh, it's 2009? Okay, that makes more sense. I was like 15. Okay. I I like Universal Soldier. Um, The 98 Godzilla is... Meh, it's fine. I like The Day After Tomorrow in 10,000 BC. Yeah. That's a lot of fish. White House Down Godzilla. I did not like White House Down at all. And he did that Stonewall movie. I don't even know what that is. That's about the like the really important gay rights protest in the 70s, 60s, mm. 80s, 90s. Ron Emmerich's gay, isn't he? I don't know. I thought I thought our, that's for some reason that sounds right. I don't know. I, I I don't really think it matters, honestly. Well, if it's a gay rights movie, that would make more sense. If no, he doesn't matter. Felt I cannot believe that you would think that that matters. Wow. I'll, I'll just leave. You hate I'm women sorry. and gay men. I'm sorry. And you get your black men confused, and you date an Indian confuser. So we see how this is. I don't think I don't think the Patriot Act guy is. Indian. Wait a minute, Stargate. He's doing a movie called Stargate. Is he remaking Stargate? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yes. I mean, why not? The first Stargate was terrible, wasn't it? Or uh-huh. no one liked it. Uh, well, he's remaking well, his own. There was a series, too, right? Yeah. It was like a TV show, I think. Or like a video game series or a book series. Or, yeah. You know, I mean, I'll watch it. A series of candy bars or something. Children's books. James oh, Woods is writing it? Yeah. No, that's a different James oh, Okay. <laughs> Do you guys watch any of the like, DC animated movies? Not at all? Mm, just I not anything? I haven't seen any of them. No, I'm, just hentai. I'm, I'm open to it, but I feel like with every one, I'm like, I don't think I have the context that this will make sense. I think they, they give you enough context in the movies, I think. Oh, so I don't need to do any prior research? I can just watch them? No. Yeah, okay. you don't have to know anything about comics or anything like that. Oh, okay. I've heard they're good. Yeah, they're really good. Especially the one that came out um, like a month ago, uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Holy oh, yeah. shit, that was fucking incredible. I heard that That's was cool. That's a lot of comic book buzzwords. <laughs> yeah. Justice League Dark Apocalypse. 
Apocalypse War. Yeah, that sounds it's, cool. It's Sick. really good. I, I, I'm very interested in like the um, like that Justice League Dark seems pretty cool because they're all R. Yeah, which, I'm curious about cool. Killing Joke. I, I'd like to see that. Oh, Killing Joke fucking sucked. Read the read the graphic novel. Out of do all not the ones, the movie. out of all the ones that were the easiest to do, they screwed that one up. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was they ruined yeah. it. Wow. Because I heard read the first the, graphic novel. the first thirty minutes they they made up like they wrote yeah. a, like a new intro and it's really weird. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the real Killing Joke starts like thirty minutes in. Yeah, this is a total side note, but you want to hear something crazy? Mm-hmm. The Stand, Stephen King's The Stand yeah. about the plague. Uh, they were shooting it right before Corona hit, and they were shooting up until they weren't allowed to anymore. So there were people, you know, passing by the set, seeing all these people in masks and shit, and they were like, and like fake pandemic response teams and stuff like that. And oh, everyone's shit. like, everyone's like, what's going on? And people would like call the police on them and stuff like that, That's and like so ask cool. what's going on. Um, so apparently, it's not going to mention COVID because that seems like it would be in bad taste. Well, uh, that and it would it would once a, it would age it. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. an adaptation of a book. That's true. So, yeah, um, is but, it uh, is it going to be a, like a whole movie or yeah. is it going to be a series? Yeah. Okay, it's going to be. A, I was like, I it's a, it's a huge book. It's a huge book. I think maybe it's a TV show. Actually, let me let me see twenty. Yeah, it's, a, it's oh a, it's okay. A that makes more sense. It's, yeah. like, it's a lot. It's got. Um, scroll down. I think it's got Anthony Mackie. No. James, no, that was a James Marsden. Oh, Amber Heard is Amber Heard the one that? Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. I think they Whoopi, filmed this before all that. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. Nat Wolf. Okay. Oh, Nat Wolf's in it. Cool. Uh, I'm always curious what he does. Yeah, I like Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf is a better actor, but for sure, I don't. I haven't seen as much from Nat Wolf. Yeah, Nat Wolf is in all the young adult stuff, so yeah. he hasn't really had the chance to shine. But. Uh, Shine properly. Cool. I'm a, uh, yeah, who's, ten episodes too. That's perfect. Who's the showrunner? Or yeah, who's in charge? Josh Boone. Oh, I think he did New Mutants. I think. Did he? I'm pretty sure that that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Oh, nice. he did Fault in Our Stars, which is a very odd choice for the stand, but okay. It's so weird how some of these guys get hired. Yeah, it really is. I'm excited, but yes. it looks like Stuck we'll in Love got him. Fall in our stars, fall in our stars. Did they, got new mutants and did new they mutants say where where it's going to be? The stand? Yeah. Like, what do you mean where it's going to be? Like, uh, streaming wise, like where can we watch oh, it? Oh, um, that's a great question. Yeah, I didn't what's see the, it. The, Let what me the network Google is. it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the uh, CBS. <laughs> CBS All Access. Ugh, I'm oh, not getting CBS. That's all a trial. I'm, I'm gonna wait till it's all out and then do a trial. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not. It's a do network it. TV show. Well, it All Access allows like R-rated content. Yeah, because the network themselves, I fucking hate CBS. Like, yeah. you can't do anything on CBS. Yeah, you can't smoke cigarettes. Really? You can't even bleep curse words on CBS. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you swear or we don't swear at all. <laughs> we won't beep. <laughs> I only know that because there was a Constantine TV show that started off on CBS. One of the biggest things about Constantine is how much cigarettes he smokes. Yeah, he's a smoker. 
they never show him smoking cigarettes on the fucking show. You only see him like throwing it on the ground and outing it. It's like, no, no, this is fucking wrong. Fix it. <laughs> I know. I, I I know Netflix is doing the same thing with cigarettes. They're not like I know on Stranger Things they're gonna have all the characters that smoke quit smoking. Oh my god, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, so dumb. Oh my god. Yeah, speaking, so. speaking weird, con- I, I need to watch that Keanu Reeves Constantine. I've heard that's really cool. I'm yes, just, I like smoke it. Cigarettes at a defiance. I'm I know, just, right? Anytime I'm on camera, I like it. I think I think it should be remade. I think when it came out, we just didn't know what comic book movies or movies like this should. be. I remember yeah. seeing ads for it. I was like, that looks awesome because I had just seen The Matrix when yeah. I was that. Here's, age. here's a funny question. Granted, I don't. It depends on how restrictive. You were growing up. Was there ever a movie where you saw the cover over and over growing up, but you couldn't see the movie? Silence of the Lambs. No, uh, no. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. I kept seeing that everywhere. For me, it was Kill Bill. Oh. As a kid, I'd see that poster everywhere. And yeah. I was like, what is this? I want to see it. I would see The Mask, too, a lot. The Mask, yeah. I think because my parents owned it for some reason, but I don't think they ever watched it. <laughs> I need to Not see that. you I've... in the room. It's only PG-13. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, my my mom just let me watch whatever, really. I, I watched all the Halloween movies oh, at yeah, a pretty yeah, young age. My dad was the one that was in charge of, like, what is okay and what's not, and sometimes I would, I would annoy him into letting me watch things I shouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't watch anything until I was 16, really. Like, man. Yeah, I could watch, like, Well, most... I know The Mummy 3 was really scary for you. It was very scary for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Mummy 3? Okay, so, I get story time. I'm, I'm not afraid to humiliate like, myself. Curse of the Dragon Emperor, or whatever so, the fuck it's called. I, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, Tomb whatever. <laughs> so, I grew up not being able to watch anything at all, and uh, especially horror movies. My mom saw Jaws at the drive-in when she was six, and The Exorcist at the drive-in when she was eight. She was scarred by it, so she's like, no horror movies in this house. Um, and my parents were a little more religious at the time. And uh, so it was like no horror movies, no art movies, no PG-13 movies. And then my 13th birthday comes around. And she's like, okay, maybe you can go see some PG-13 movies. I had never seen a horror movie of any kind. And Brad, for his 13th or 14th birthday, can't remember. Maybe it was even 12th. I don't know. Uh, he's like, we're going to go. It was 2008. So, so it would, would have been, been like 14. 12, 14, we were 14, 14. Um, so I was 13. You were 14. And... Uh, we go see Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, and I was very nervous. I had never seen anything remotely scary that had mummies or dragons or emperors. So you didn't see the first two? No. What? That you saw that how, one? How, how, are you surpri- how are you surprised that Aaron doesn't see the fir- first, like, ten <laughs> movies and then just goes sees the sequel? I never... Because You like, do that all the time. Because I hate old blockbusters. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. I'd rather Those just watch something... Those are the good ones, though. I like all the new indies and the weird shit and the secret stuff. And, <laughs> but, um... But... <laughs> so we see it. And it wasn't that scary. And I was... It wasn't that good either. I was dog shit. I was pleased with this revelation. And so when I get out of the theater, I'd been nervous about it all day. So I called my mom. In front of everybody. Not in front of everybody. You were walking out of the theater. And I remember you going like, Mom, it wasn't that scary. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't. (laughs) Brendan Fraser is doing like an... An impersonation of his character from the other two movies. Rachel Weiss isn't even in it. They yeah. replace her and act like it's the same person. Yeah. It's ridiculous. God. Yeah. They do that in Batman, though. Uh, true, but That's those are still good. <laughs> yeah. And then the thing is, the kid, his son is British in the second movie, and now he's and not he's, British. And he's not he's British. He's fucking American. Like, I didn't what? Know that. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. 
Uh, I, need to, I need to watch it again. I have the 4K trilogy, and I've rewatched the first one, and that's one of the best action blockbusters of all time. Oh, it's yeah. so much I've, fun. I've since seen the first two movies, yeah, actually. they're so good. I've since seen them. I think during quarantine, I actually sat down and actually saw Tomb of the Dragon Emperor again. It is dog shit. I love that you don't CGI. even remember. You're like, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I did, because I watched a lot of shit, but yeah. it's the CGI is terrible. Jet Li sucks. Yeah, Everyone sucks. very flat yeah. in the movie. You have a very unique rating scale of movies, I've noticed. It's like... Pretty good, great, the best comic book movie ever made, up to the top. Then, going backwards, it's meh, bad, dog shit. Yeah, dog shit is your lowest. Dog yeah. shit is James's lowest, <laughs> and best comic book movie ever made is James's highest. <laughs> Schindler's List is the best comic book movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the best comic book movie ever made. Wouldn't it be crazy if this actually happened? <laughs> Good thing it didn't. <laughs> that ending was weird, though. <laughs> I don't know why they acted like... Like, why are they show real footage of his grave? Why do they do that? Best comic book movie ever made? Spotlight. <laughs> Weird-ass comic book, I'll tell you that. Passion of the Christ? Best comic book movie ever made. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. That movie's pretty... It's really hard to oh, watch. Oh, you, saw it, in, gnarly, you actually. saw it in theaters? Yeah. Wow. How? Wait, when did that come out? 2005? I think, but yeah, I definitely, definitely saw it in theaters. It was when Mel Gibson hated Jews. Yeah, I was so, well, all the time. It, it's when it, it was he publicly hated Jews. <laughs> Let's go to director. He's in a movie called Fat Man. Oh, is that two thousand four? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was ten when it came out. Yeah, I was not allowed to watch that. <laughs> I watched it as like an adult on Easter because I thought tis the season, and oh, uh, I made a terrible choice. I was in college and it was a low, like I had my classes were canceled and I had nothing to do. I was like, oh, what am I gonna do? I need to catch up on some classics. Netflix had both Schindler's List and Passion of the Christ. I watched them back to back. <laughs> Jeez. For some reason, and I just like I was Schindler's List first, and I was like, that was amazing. And I watched Passion of the Christ. And I was like, that was exhausting. And I didn't like it. <laughs> I like Passion of the Christ. I think it's. A I don't really, think it's. I don't think it's very good. I think it's a really interesting depiction. I, I mean, it's something that actually happened. You know, they actually nailed that dude to a cross. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, really I just think graphic. I just think there's not a lot of substance to it. It's really, I mean, which coming from me, I loved like those you know ultra gory hostels sort of movies. I yeah. think they're really fun. It's just but that John one Wick it, with it, Jesus. It, <laughs> it just it from when I what I remember, it just felt like it. It felt like it was a lot more than it actually was. I see. They, so they, you hate Christians too, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first Hostel, and then I was like, eh, that's enough. I don't need the to see sequels. The second one is better. It has better characters, for sure. Uh, the third one is not even, doesn't even count, because it's not Eli Roth. Torture mm. gore movies like that always walk a fine line with me. Sometimes they're very good. Sometimes they're totally overdoing it. I think like, yeah. Martyrs is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like the Saw movies just bore me. Except for the first one. God bless the first Saw movie. I, like, there's no need for me to see, like, um, what is it, like, Wrong Turn or some yeah, shit like Turn that. Six. Other movies that are, like, hostile. Like, I don't know. They're just not I don't think for Wrong me, Turn is trying to No, Wrong Turn's a slasher. But yeah. I, see, I know what you I think mean. There you, are movies like You mean, like, High Tension? Like that's Maybe. A, that's ultra-violent, but it's also, like, the twist makes the movie make no sense. High Tension uh, It's that French Roger. one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the twist makes no sense. That That's my only problem with the movie. It, Have you seen Nocturnal Animals? No. Not it's yet. one of my favorite movies. Dylan and Emily just watched it, and uh, it's a good movie. I hate how a fashion designer, world-class fashion designer, can just go, 
I think I'm going to make a movie. I know. And then it was incredible and then at kill it. kill it twice. Yeah. And in a row. In a row. I'm like... That's crazy. I hate it. WTF, dude. Daniel Day-Lewis is a fucking cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was Did like, I'm just going to go act one day. He, and he's one of the best of all time. He's still a cobbler. When, yeah. he, when he doesn't act, he I works think, on Well, shoes. honestly, I think the best actors are the ones that aren't trained. I think those are the best, in my opinion. Which is, is Daniel nuts. Day-Lewis not trained? I don't think so. Wow. If, he, no was, if he was a cobbler, I mean, he could have taken lessons, but like ones that were doing other work and then just decided can, to do acting. I, think I, I can that, think of a lot of bad actors that were trained. I can think of a lot of good actors that were trained. Like, uh, like Oscar maybe, Isaac was yeah, classically trained. Yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking more int- the more interesting ones to yeah. me. Yes, that yeah. would be true because then they find their own rhythm. Like yeah. Christopher Nolan, for example, has no education right? Um, in film. He has an English <laughs> I'm about he, to say, like, he just dropped out of no, elementary school? No, he has an English major, I think. But, that um, makes sense. You know, but he moves to the beat of his own drum um you know but then like you've got like damien chazelle went to harvard mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. film conan o'brien went to brown there you know but then you've got quentin tarantino who dropped out of high school so it, and it's by, really... by reading his handwritten scripts you can tell oh my god i know <laughs> it's so interesting to me though how there are brilliant like there's some shitty like not jeff wadlow but somebody like him i remember i looked yeah. up and he went to harvard not Jeff Wadlow, but a director yeah, in like of his story caliber, or, yeah. yeah like that caliber they're like yeah he went to harvard like what and then you've got other great directors that didn't even go to college at all. I mean, Steven Spielberg didn't go to college, you know. Um, so it's just, it's really interesting how education in no way dictates how good you are at art. No, not at all. Um, you know, like Will Ferrell is real educated, mm-hmm. you know. Very smart guy. Um, and then there are comedians that, you know dropped out of high school there are a lot of comedians that dropped out of high school mm-hmm. so it's really Didn't interesting James Cameron like major in like engineering or like computer yeah. science that makes sense shit. he majored in engineering and then he was a truck driver um because something didn't work out with the engineer. I don't know if he finished the engineering degree. Yeah. And he was a truck driver, and then he was driving along, and Star Wars was out. And he saw Star Wars, and he's like, this is what people want? He's like, I can do this. And so he made uh, a short film called Xenogenesis, mm-hmm. um, then and it was super cool. Piranha 2, right? He got hired yeah. to do Piranha 2, yeah. then got fired three days in. <laughs> um, and then he continued making short films and stuff like that. And then he got... Um, what was his first feature? I think Terminator. Yeah, well, it wasn't it was a Terminator? Terminator. Yeah. yeah. It, was just, uh, it was at least his first... Like breakthrough. No, yeah. Terminator was the first movie he did after oh, Piranha. Okay. Um, he said it was a nightmare he had in a hotel room after being fired off Piranha and having bad food poisoned food. He woke up in the middle of the night with a fever dream about this robot being after him, and it turned into Terminator, which is fucking insane. Yeah, so cool. And that will obviously put you smack. Speaking on of James Cameron, Avatar two's re- resuming production in yeah, New, Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, all the New Zealand stuff's resuming. Did production. you see the photo from the set where they're swimming in like those beads? Yeah. That seems pretty cool, actually. I the way they they could track motion in that. Yeah. You gotta yeah. remember that I am Avatar's biggest fan. I'm excited for the new ones. I mean, if they're putting that much money into them, I'm gonna be there. I'm yeah, gonna watch I mean, them. We find out from the first one that there's so much more to the world of Pandora that we haven't seen. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just you know, back when I was leaving the theater in 2009, I had no idea I would be in my mid to late 20s by the time I saw the second one. I know. Yeah, it is crazy how <laughs> There's long There's four taken. more, right? There's four more. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for all they're, of them. They are making all of them at the same time. So we're, yeah. they're, like, they are. once yeah. they start, we're going to keep getting them. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll only finish them if the previous one was successful. Because shooting mm. the movies is not all that expensive because it's all mocap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the post. Yeah. So they're going to... If, if Avatar 2 and 3 tank, it's like, ah, screw it. And they're not going to put the 50, 60, 70 to 100 million to do the post on 4 and yeah, 5. Because no. um, now it's Disney. 
Yeah. yeah. Helping them out, yeah. I mean, I think two will definitely make one billion oh, for easy. sure. I think they'll all be quite... I, I don't think all of them will make a billion, depending on, like, you know, diminishing returns mm-hmm. sort of situation. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, the first one was really good and huge, but it had a lot of naysayers. Or, or they're just really loud. I mean, everything. Mar- Martin Scorsese naysays Marvel. Like, That's everything true. has a naysayer, especially Marvel movies. People love to shit on Marvel movies. Um, well, you know, they always... But they'll go see them anyway. They'll, yeah. they'll, go, they'll go watch them. And I'm like... Fast and Furious, people love shitting on those. Those mm-hmm. make a billion, you know? And yeah. then, two, also, people like, who's even going to watch Avatar? International, international, yeah. international. Oh, yeah. That's movies, where it made most of its money. <laughs> it's going to erupt internationally. Like, that's the kind of shit they love. Yeah. I mean, it did well in both places, didn't it? Like, it did. I mean, it, yeah, it did yeah. well. I mean, but it just, it killed it's, it. It's still the highest grossing movie of all time. Oh, never no, mind. No, it got beat narrowly. Very But narrow. Avatar didn't need to do a re-release to get it. <laughs> yeah, they did. Remember did they? They, yeah, they, they yeah. Did Avatar ex- re-released like twice, if I'm not mistaken. Just once. They did they really, they just released the extended cut. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, they did. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, I, I thought it was toys. Yeah, um, two billion international is fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, only a quarter came from us. <laughs> so that just shows. Yeah. How crazy. Yeah. But besides the basic plot, it is a really good movie. I mean, it's 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 visually stunning. Mm-hmm. The score's good. Everything. Yeah, and people always say, it's just Pocahontas. I'm like, so is Dances with Wolves. I don't yeah, know. Well, and like, like, Star Wars is the hidden fortress, the hero's journey, Lord yeah. of the Rings, Harry Potter, it all, this, are the, all the same fucking movie. It's like, yeah. stories are stories, templates are templates, archetypes are archetypes. You know, this is an archetype about imperialism, and, and, and it's fine. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, some of it's, you know... Bit heavy-handed, but because mm. it's for foreign audiences for well, translation also, reasons. It, James Cameron is a heavy-handed yeah. filmmaker. Yeah, um, he's more focused on you know the environment, actual message. production. Like he's more like visually focused, I think, than yeah. more script focused. But yeah. you know, the scripts are good. Like yeah. he's, he's not a bad writer. Four K release? Not yet. No, because they have to redo the whole movie. Yeah. Oh geez, they have to re-render it. Yeah. That still why. looks think, really good. It on had an IMAX release, so that means there is a four K master somewhere. Would it be 4K? IMAX? Well, actually, yeah, you're right. Well, I'm trying to think if they would... You wouldn't... When, when it comes to, like, digital stuff like this, I'm not as well-versed. You wouldn't... You, you They would have a 4K. Okay. Maybe they're, no. maybe they're waiting. Yeah. Just for no before, before the new it. one comes out. 4K. Will Avatar be released in 4K? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, because I know the reason that Lord of the Rings still isn't in 4K is because... Um, all of the CG was done in like 1080p. That makes and sense. And they have to redo like all of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll just re-export it, but they have to dig up those old files and yeah. Um, and then the effects always look worse when you redo them. And- yeah, when we were when we played the Blu-rays on um, when I worked at Best Buy on the, like, the 4K screens, like you, the, the CG sometimes sticks out a lot. <laughs> so Black Panther is a good example of that. Like yeah. when you see Black Panther at home, and you watch that third act fight. It looks fucking terrible. It's bad. It's, it's really, really bad. bad. It always looks bad. The third yeah. fight, but even in theaters, Aaron and I were like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> but it, it, it's true, you know. Um, especially with upgraded movies and movies that weren't made for 4K. And yeah, like uh, I'd be interested to see what Avatar looks like now. Actually, me too. And I have it. <laughs> I just haven't watched it in years. Um, um, no, King Kong. Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. The 4K version. Everything looks great except the CG. 
Yeah. The CG stands out completely that it, it didn't before. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that scene where they're running away from the dinosaurs. Did you see it that? It looks so yeah. rough, man. Jeez. I think I think Mia showed me that at work. Like, or and uh, and my friend Josh worked there. He's like, watch this. He showed me. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how far it's all come. Mm-hmm. You know. So, what do you guys think about like after? Like quarantine and is officially over and everything. Do you think there still be like a large chunk of movies that'll go straight to VOD? Like depending on what it is, more than there used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people have realized the potential of VOD, um, but also I think expensive movies will always need to make their money in theaters. Um, yeah. I also think what that- cut do the theaters get? Isn't it like a fifty-fifty split, mm-hmm. pretty much? Yeah, fifty-fifty. Um, you know, and a lot of it goes to actually supporting the existence of the movie theater so they're when they say they make money you know just about every single business dad in cargo shorts ever tells you you know they only make money off the concessions at the movie theaters um it's like th- that's because the su- sustaining the theater itself comes from the ticket sales and then mm-hmm. the uh, the profits come from you know ticket sales but as uh, concessions are pure profit yeah it's like yeah. how gas stations they only make like three cents of profit per like gallon yeah so yeah. it that's why they have to have a store there <laughs> exactly um so i do think it'll be there i think it'll be different especially if amazon buys out amc um that's I, for, I forgot to mention that with the universal thing i think if they purchase them that universal deal is gone like they're they're gonna just be like screw what the other guy said we're, we're gonna play yes yeah. furious <laughs> yeah I would love them to roll a list into Prime. I will gladly pay twenty five bucks a month, even thirty for Prime and a list. Yeah, I'll do it. That would be really cool. I don't know though because they bought Whole Foods, and I don't think does Prime have anything to do with Whole Foods. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. does it? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't they're, what. They're heavily tied in. Like what? What kind of perks do you get? I don't know exactly what they are. I just know that everything on your Amazon account is tied to everything in Whole Foods, and there, are, if you have Prime, there are perks at Whole Foods, and I don't know. I'm not happy. Oh, I don't go yeah. Whole Foods. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Everything is definitely a lot cheaper. For prime members than normal, yeah. Well, if that's the case, then that'd be really cool. But it's just, I, I think, it's, I don't know. I think stubs would be too expensive to just roll into, into. Yeah, it's probably prime. gonna be an add-on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would do it. Yeah, that's a, that's a really yeah. good deal. Because I mean, Prime's like fifteen bucks. Like I said, I'll pay like thirty. Yeah, if I can get both rolled into the same thing, like I'll mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. you get five dollar discount off of the original subscription price. Plus, you get free shipping on stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't use Amazon that much, but I think just for the streaming alone, I would get it, too. Yeah, yeah it's interesting to see what the future of the movie theater is going to be like. I was telling Brad, I think, I, I you know, I think Blu-rays, we're already seeing this, that Blu-rays are going by the way of vinyl records. They are collector's items. Um, but there is a hungry market, right? The vinyl market is very hungry, and it's alive, and you can buy vinyls at any store. You can buy vinyls at Walmart, for God's mm-hmm. sake. Yeah. You know, because there is a hungry market of people buying that stuff. So as the movie sections shrink in these stores, it's because the main way people watch things is different. But people will still like, for example, especially if you have kids, you know, Frozen 2 on Disney Plus. It's just it's not you don't always have Internet and the kid doesn't know how to use Disney Plus and blah, 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 blah. blah. Just give them the disc, you know, for kids movies, home video is a, is a must. Um, but I think home video will go by the way of vinyl records. I think movie theaters will go by the way of record stores, coffee shops, um, artisan pretzel bakeries. Um, they are specialty niche places, you know. Yep. So 
you know, and people, every cargo short business dad has told me, this is where movie theaters die. This is going to kill them. Never. I'm like, no, no. no. And I'm like, first of all, the Bell Court has been around for a hundred years through all kinds of, Bell Court is our local indie theater. Um, the Bell Court is is already that, and I think we're just going to see the consolidation of places like the Bell Court and AMC and chains like that. Like you know how the bookstores have all shrunk into Books a Million and Barnes Noble. Yeah, you know, and Books a Million. I I don't know how long that's going to be around, but Barnes and Noble, yeah. Barnes and Noble is the one that's stuck around, and it's going to continue to stick around. Um, I think that's what's going to happen in the theater chains. I mean, eat. there's nothing like Dolby, dude. There is nothing, nothing. like that experience. Yeah, like, yeah. And speaking of them consolidating, though, they're going to to be a lot more niche um they're gonna have these special you know dolby's or 40x or screen x or something they're gonna have that stuff that you cannot do at home yeah that i i think they've adapted quite well like offering like the dine-in stuff to make it like a, a night out people like dine-in yeah i i mean i'm personally i'm not really know. for it um well but, i'm for it well, i'm don't. for it i just i don't do it yeah I don't i'd rather either. go to dinner afterward and talk about the movie yeah but, yeah but the, and, and the, the, the food typically isn't great have you had the food yeah it's, it's good it's all right oh i thought it was fine it's not worth the i mean it's just it's a little more expensive than it should be it is which for a movie theater makes sense yeah i'm not saying it shouldn't be that but i had a nice salad during the stranger's prayer at night <laughs> oh yeah you did yeah it was nice because <laughs> i was hungry and you'd already eaten yeah um so i mean movie theaters will continue to improve and become boutique type places and and honestly you know how barnes and noble has like become like you could buy board games and yeah. pop figures, and I wouldn't be surprised if movie theaters found a way to consolidate, like e tournaments, like esports. You know, will you, you know, will you be able to go see an esports tournament in a movie theater? Or will you, you know? And you could already back during the NFL season, you could go and watch NFL games. Yeah, I mean, don't they show like UFC fights too? Mm-hmm. They'll show UFC fights. They'll show NFL games. They'll show like live show streams of operas. E three, they used yeah. to do. Um, you know, and I, I think we'll continue to see things like that where people want to get together and go in large groups and cheer and party. And um, but yeah, yeah, going to see the PlayStation Sony conference uh, for E3, I did I did it for like three years. It's so fun to be in a group of people it and is. get excited about that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Well, and then it's a place where you can meet people and hang out with people with similar interests. And mm-hmm. and then to the movie marathons that they'll do before a big movie comes out, those That's old, right, yeah. showing old movies. And I think the restaurant part of the movie theaters is going to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I wouldn't be surprised if they started doing merch sales. They should. I mean, AMC already sells like some pop figures. Um, oh, do they really? Yeah, I've seen it before in like shirts. Yeah. Um, so if they, if they have like their own little boutique of like just movie memorabilia. Yeah. yeah. I well, mean, I would buy a bunch of shit. Yeah. yeah. Think about the t-shirts, the books. You know, like the stuff that's at Barnes and Noble right now. Yeah. You know? Figurines. Like when we were at Books a Million, we were they had books so a million. many cool little figures. They had like a a Pan's Labyrinth. Um, model, yeah, it's well, so cool. When well, they had a ton of T-shirts, and it's like it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's turning into what music is, right? Concert venues, you you can eat at concert venues, you can party at concert venues, you can you know get merch at concert venues, you go see the artist at the concert venue, and then too, you can't help but wonder, are Q and As gonna happen if movie theaters become boutiquey? You know, like at the Bell Court, there's Q and A's all the time, mm-hmm. and there's Skype Q and A's too, where the audience can engage. Like, is that going to be a thing? It's just there's so many options for movie theaters, but in terms of the corner movie theater, the corner multiplex, the big chain, um, I think we're seeing the beginning of the end there. But I think in ten, fifteen, twenty years, even, I think that's what we're looking at, and yeah. I think that's actually exciting. I prefer it. So, yeah. I, pre- I I prefer fewer movie theaters that are higher quality yes that's yes. what i mean yeah same yeah um yeah. 
As long as we keep getting, you know, latest uh, technology for movies like Dolby, That's, Screen yeah. X, the 40X. The experience is, has to be yeah. Do you like Screen X? Actually, I've what never, is, what, I've never seen it. It's where they, they uh, project the movies like along here to, like along your oh, left and right yeah, yeah, peripheral. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's not that great. I like the... I hate it. Okay. Um, they, they project like... Is it... Is it the same? James can explain it better. So, so they expand the visuals to the sides, right? Oh. So, let, so I saw Captain Marvel in Screen X. I know you hate that movie. They had, but so they the have third to... act, the third act fight where she's fighting in space, you get so much more of the space battle on your side, so you get the peripherals. But it doesn't look good, and like 3D, it's only a couple shots. So most of the time, oh. you're watching it just like on the main screen, and then there's a couple shots where they expand the visual, and it's like. This is taking me out of it. Like, I want to experience that, the whole thing. Yeah. I, un- I understand how difficult that will be. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's a whole... IMAX, I, it's I mean, that's the thing. That. We're just now figuring out how to do IMAX, like, whole movies in IMAX. Yeah. Um, that, that, to me, IMAX is the best movie-going experience, except for Dolby, which Dolby... Dolby is the best movie-going experience for anything that isn't shot in IMAX. Yes. Yes. Because if something is shot in IMAX, it's like, okay, you've designed it for that tall screen, that aspect ratio, and that kind of booming sound. Mm -hmm. I find that Dolby is less booming. It's more surrounds you. Um, Yeah, Dolby's really good at... Like, you feel it really well. You do. Um, It's very... You're in it. It's very detailed. Immersive. Yeah. Yeah. Versus IMAX is there to punch you in the face. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, I saw... What was... What's the last thing we saw at the like Opry Mills IMAX, like the big IMAX uh, movie? Was it Dunkirk? Did we see Endgame? No, we saw Endgame. That that was that. It was that was Dun- Dolby. It was, probably, yeah. it was probably Dunkirk. Yeah, and I mean that's just entirely different. Like, oh, the way God. it looks. And I think I also watched Doctor Strange uh, at the IMAX. Oh, real. nice. Um, and that one, and it wasn't made for IMAX, but it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. the 3D was actually not bad. In Doctor that was Strange. that's one of the best 3D movies. Yes, yeah. I don't like the movie itself that much, but the visuals themselves are just incredible. I always wonder what the future of 3D is going to be because it, it ain't happening at home. But post conversion has gotten so good, and especially with animated movies, I'm like, are kids movies and, and you know certain movies going to be available in 3D still? Because the American market's dead. Um, you have to import 3D Blu-rays now from Europe. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Because really? <laughs> Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, you can get the 3D Blu-ray, but you have to order it like mm. from them. I don't know well, what that's place. What I'm saying. The home video 3D is dead, but what I'm saying yeah. is movie theater. If movie theaters oh, okay. continue, they need to find a way to stand out. Putting Frozen 2 in 3D is not difficult. That's true. Um, and they have all the hardware there. Yeah. It no. really depends on the movie because Dread actually looks good in 3D. Yeah, yes. like we saw Dread at home in 3D. I'm like, this Darren is and I saw it in theaters in 3D. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, we went to nice. Mount Lego because yeah. I think the movie we were going to see was sold out. No, we wanted to see Dread. Was it that? Okay, um, but I remember just hearing that it looked fantastic. So I was like, okay, and we saw it. We're like, oh my god, this looks so good. Yeah, yeah. And the movie was good. Yeah, I need a TV series instead of like a movie sequel. I would love a TV series of just Carl Urban. That would be. Oh, awesome. I thought you meant in 3D. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll be like, I mean, maybe it depends like, on what it is. Oh man. Um, but I mean, seeing like gravity and IMAX 3D that's also a thing we are like see 3D good. has a place it's yeah. just it I mean, shouldn't these, be put on everything these yeah. Avatar movies are going to be in 3D yes. so uh, they're not and doing I the... don't like the post conversion like I, I know how difficult it is to like shoot certain scenes yeah. but I don't like the post conversion the post conversion has gotten better for sure but yeah, yeah it, it really has but I'm, we we saw Gemini Man in 3D that was shot in 3D though it was but that looked the 3D looked really good. Yeah, yeah. The movie, I mean, tonally it looked like shit, but when you actually yeah. like, just look at it, it did look good. Yeah. yeah. And the 60 FPS was cool. It just, the story, the story, the, yeah, 
But no, I don't. I don't think 60 FPS has a place. No. in cinema. I know. Are they going to do that for Avatar? They were talking about it. Mm, I, I don't think, think so. I think they're dropping that. Yeah, because people have responded so poorly to it. Well, then, two both of the times they've tried it, it's bombed completely. Yeah, both of them. Hobbit both of them are Ang Lee. Hobbit um, and, and a Billy Lynn. Sixty frames. Billy oh, Lynn's have to walk. That looked like garbage. Um, yeah, Hobbit forty eight was gross. Yeah, it, was I, not, they, it, it wasn't was not offered good. near us. I don't think when that came out. No, I saw. I ended up seeing it on a 3D TV somewhere. Yeah, I, I had never seen it in that, and I'm glad now I've seen Gemini Man in that. Now I know what it's like, and it, I, I, I bet Hobbit was more nauseating because it wasn't as like clear or as crisp. It's not. Okay. It's just it was ugly. Mm. Yeah, and the CGI popped so bad. Oof. Yeah, I immediately I can think of um, the one where the dwarves are in these. Um, Fuck, like these barrels, like going oh, down I remember like, a, that scene, like a stream yeah. of water. It looks like shit mm. in a higher frame rate. Yeah. It does not look good at all. It really does. Yeah, and some, and I remember working with some people, and they were like, "No, it's, like, we're just not used to. It. We just have to get used to it." I'm like, "I don't think that's the case. No. Yeah, I really don't." Movie magic happens in the blur between the 24. Frames yeah, because yeah. when you're watching it 60 or 120, it is too clear. It's yeah. just you you see too much. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. That's and it true. looks more like a. I don't know, like an instructional video or soap opera. Yeah, yeah it's can just you imagine gross. seeing Endgame in sixty? Like, Ugh. no thanks. Yeah, no thank you. Um, I remember someone, uh, someone who like does tech reviews somewhere in the UK was like, "All right, guys, I know what you're gonna think about this, but what if 1917 was in sixty? And whoa. I immediately reacted with a vomit emoji. He goes, yeah, "That's what I expected." <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is. I, I can imagine that. I, I don't think it would be good, but I think there are moments that would be good. <laughs> like Gemini like, Man. Could you like imagine? What, could you imagine them just going sixty for like five minutes and then going back? Oh, people would be Jesus like, "Jesus Christ, oh, what, what's going on?" <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it never fucking took off in movies that like they said it would as VR. Oh God, no! It was yeah. so funny. I remember when VR came out. They're like, "Imagine instead of going to Venice, you can put on your goggles and go to Venice vacation in your home." Like, I think the technology is just not there yet. The clarity is just not. Well, there. I understand. It the, never the, will the thought be. Process. I'll always want to go to Venice and smell the French people. Like, no, no, that's just a human thing. The like, Italians. We need to know that we're there. We don't. We can do a Google walk tour if we want to, but yeah. it's. Who cares? And I can watch a whole video of someone walking through the Louvre, but I, I want to go. Yeah. yeah. It's saying that you've you want to tell people that you've been. That'd be like saying you want to go to Hogwarts. You want to watch Harry Potter. It's like I want to go to Hogwarts, man. Yeah, let's go to Florida. Come on. <laughs> but like, imagine like you want to go in a spaceship, or do you want to watch a VR thing in a spaceship? I'm like, I want to go in a spaceship. Yeah, like, no, I think VR is really good for games, games and instructional like jobs. Yes, training. instructional content. Yes, yes. it's really oh, good. That's right. For that. You work in VR. Yeah. Yeah. So you know this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but VR definitely has its place. Absolutely, it's just like and I think Half Life Alex has proved that you know, for you know, it takes a very serious game for it to elevate it, but it can do it yeah. really well. Half Life wasn't that on Oculus? Or is uh, it on the Valve? Well, it's on. It's kind of compatible with all the PC ones, but it's the Valve Index is the best one to use. Index. Because that's the it's a thousand dollar one. The oh. it has a hand grips that. You can track your fingers. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Super cool. There's um, definitely a place for it. But, but it's, I just, it's, yeah, it's a thousand and, bucks. and not only VR, I just think, like, when this quarantine hit to me, this proved that, I guess to kind of wrap things up, because I got to head out here. Mm-hmm. I got Dylan waiting at home. We're going to finish his short. But um, uh, to me, there was always this conversation of 
in the future, everything's going to be digital. You won't have to go to the supermarket and buy anything. Everything can be ordered online. Everything is going to be digital, and movie theaters will disappear. And all this shit, digital, from home, from home, from your computer, from your phone, they always are trying to push that stuff. Restaurants, you know, even restaurants, they were like, no, it'll be different in the future, all these futurologists and, you know, predictors. And it, if this quarantine has proved to me one thing, it's actually that the movie theater is alive and well. Mm-hmm. It's that the market to go out to bookstores and physical media and all these things are alive and well, that there is a market hungry for it. It may be a niche market, but the market will adjust. It's not the mainstream thing it used to be, obviously, but nothing ever is mainstream forever. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's the, the one good thing I've realized out of all this is that, you know, the things that we love and fight for, there's still a huge market and a huge place in the world for it. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're not taking into account like people want to go out and see other people. Yeah. Why would we want to do all of this at home? Like I'm going to go on vacation and just sit down. I'm like your body is going to hate you for that. Yeah. Like you're not going to feel good. Yeah. Like going out and walking through Venice or boating or swimming whatever. Uh that that makes your body feel good. That's how your brain works. Yeah. yeah. So stop trying to rewire our brains to like that gor- well, like funny. that like people, sedentary people. lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Ready Player One is not the future. No, God, look I, at I it. I want it to be. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think there's a verge. Like, I think like games and immersive realities, and you know, you can't actually ride in spaceships. So, immersive spaceship shit. Maybe, I, maybe seeing Mars when we get there. And, yeah, you know, there's a place for it. Absolutely, there's a place for but it. But it'll never replace the experiencing it firsthand. Well, and yeah. actually, that's why it's great for training, which is exactly what mm-hmm. you work in. It's yeah. great for training because you can't always be doing those things, or you can't always be there. You can't always see these things. But it gives you a close experience of simulating it. But obviously, that, if there was a way to practice these things in and real, you learn, and you learn best by movement and motion, yeah, not just yeah. reading it. Yeah, where so. where it comes in handy is just where shit's really expensive. So exactly. one of our biggest clients is like JetBlue. Mm-hmm. Every time they have to blow out those emergency doors, it costs millions of dollars. So seeing that in VR, it saves them so much money. Yeah, you can do it multiple times in a day. Like, there's definitely exactly. a place for it. Exactly, exactly, and like surgical training. Too. I exactly. can't imagine how Surgical training. helpful I heard, that I hear is. they use it for military stuff. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like there's one, too, where if your store gets stuck up, what to do? Like, Yeah. yeah. yeah probably, yeah. Um, I haven't heard that one. You, yeah, and like, and that's the thing, too. Yeah, it's is, called Active Shooter. Verizon has one. We made one for Walmart. It's really cool. Yeah, and that makes sense. These are the kind of things that you can't necessarily do in real life. Yeah. I just... I don't know. Hire actors. For some reason, when people talk about the media world, they seem to talk about it in all or nothing terms. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this will take over everything. Like, the future is not TikTok. The future is not YouTube. The future is not the movie theater. The no. future is not the novel. The future, it's, it's everything. That's the beauty of what we're in right now. Anyone can do and, anything. Yeah, and not get, everyone's going to like this whole one thing and just ditch everything else exactly. immediately. That's so dumb to think about it like that. When it's yeah. like, I'm allowed to love YouTube and the movie theater, and mm-hmm. I'm allowed to think TikToks are funny and like sitcoms. You know, yeah, one does not kill me, the other. It drives me nuts. Why does it have to be one or the other? Yeah. Like, Xbox versus PlayStation. You can have both. Yeah. Just yeah. have yeah. both. Yeah, <laughs> just have both, and I mean, if you prefer one, go for it. They, they kind of appeal to different audiences anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my other quarantine discovery, by the way, was Doom Eternal. I, oh yeah, quick video game thing. <laughs> Sorry. Is it good? Oh my god. Oh, Doom Eternal's awesome. Amazing. Okay, sweet. Amazing. But that's a side note. Yeah. Um I think I finally beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey when they announced Valhalla and I was like, mm. okay, I got to finish it because I want to play. It. Yeah, it's I, Vikings. I need, I need to play. The new yeah. Assassin's Creed's Vikings. Yeah. It's going to be so sick. Rob Egger's new movie is going to be Vikings. Good. He said it's going good. to be unusually violent. 
awesome. I mean, it's Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's very Vikings. Excited. Vikings were hardcore. Yeah. I think I think we're all excited for Last of Us Part Two. Oh yeah, hell yeah! So I was lucky enough to stay away from any leaks. Oh, I'm not, I haven't even looked at the new trailers. Like Good I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to play see, it. I keep seeing these videos about like how The Last of Us Two has ruined the gaming industry. I'm like, I saw one of those. I it's, didn't watch the video, but I saw the thumbnail. Because there's a trans character, I think. I, I don't know. It's what? I don't know. So there, that's that's what I've heard, and I've also heard that they changed the story to be more mainstream, whatever you want to take that for, but... I mean, I the, the first one's not... I wouldn't say it's niche. It's a pretty basic story. It is it's a just, basic It's story. just the characters are so good. Yeah, and the, yeah. the, it's already very feminist, it just in nature, like the, the first game was. I'm not surprised. I, that's how Neil Druckmann is. I, I just want to be engaged. I want to have a fun time. I want it to be a good game. I want it to be a good story. I think Ellie is a very interesting character. I, I love Joel. And yeah. I, I'm really excited to see People what are just they mad do. that Ellie's a lesbian. And it's like, relax, man. We does, knew this in 2014. And, and also, <laughs> does this surprise you, knowing Ellie is a character? Like... Ellie, it's pretty obvious. It it, it it doesn't. It it's an interesting development in her character, yeah. and to me, it makes sense. And her discovering herself during this, yeah, that's a very weird. It is experience. weird, and that's what people are complaining about. They're like, during the apocalypse, you're not going to be discovering yourself. I'm like, actually, yeah, you are. Yeah. Discovering yourself is an inevitability, and the apocalypse is going to accelerate that and make it more dynamic and interesting and stressful and stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's you just, know, it's me, more I'm, interesting storytelling. I'm no SJW, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man. I mean, and no. There's a there's a line. There's a line, and yeah. it's like I'm like, so what if there are trans characters? I think that's good, actually. It's so, like whatever, sure. I it's a whatever. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. I'm about to restart the first last. Yeah, play well, Aaron and I both gonna, and then we're moving in together the week after the second one comes out. Oh, nice. So like we're I'm, I got my collector's edition coming in with a statue, yeah. and I'm nice. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap it up here. Yes. Um, Aaron, why don't Three you hours later. why don't you guys tell the listeners what you guys have been working on? Nothing. We're shooting a short film tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We're shooting a short film tomorrow, and I bought three giant jugs of baby oil and uh, uh, Vaseline. And a diaper. And a, I'm covering Brad in it, and I got a $100 mask. Uh, That's only 100 bucks. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, yeah. I thought it was more than that. No, it was okay. $100. Um, that was with shipping. Um, nice. But uh, So we're shooting a short film tomorrow. We shot a comedy sketch on my YouTube channel, but uh, I got Ouija Craft coming out next month, actually, mm-hmm. a new movie. Um, but with quarantine, things have been pretty quiet, you know? I um, think, did we, were we able to talk about Alpha Test? I think we were. That came out right before quarantine. Oh, it did. It came out right before quarantine. Yeah. Alpha Test is my favorite movie I've ever done. Um, it's a science fiction movie about an Amazon Alexa type home assistant robot that uh, misinterprets the family signals and l- starts learning violent tendencies. Uh, it's really cool. That one came out on DVD and streaming. So you could just look up the Alpha Test on any major streaming platform. Um, mainly like the the pvod pay video on demand uh, oh yeah amazon um voodoo youtube google movies google play um it's also on dvd with a bunch of great special features on alpha did did you do commentary with me on alpha yes yeah it's got a commentary I think so and it's yeah. got bloopers too it's got bloopers very um, very funny bloopers very funny bloopers and then ouija craft comes out on dvd and streaming all that next month i'm not sure when mm-hmm. if i had to guess i'm gonna say june 14th like that neighborhood but uh cool i don't know for sure and uh, we I, honestly just I, I would I, I think I'm going to promote our leaning tower of Pisa sketch. That's okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a start of smaller stuff. We're just going to be yeah. I mean, it, is, I, it is really funny. Brad and I are going to start doing more comedy sketches. We 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 did a series of comedy sketches back in the day with a third guy, and he moved. And ever since then, we haven't done as many. But it's a really fun hobby for us. And mm-hmm. so my YouTube just look at my. And name. It's just good practice, you know, continually practicing. Keep, yeah, keeping our. Keep me, you know, fresh. Keep the make filmmaking sh- muscles sharp. Yeah. yeah, making sure that we're not, you know, we don't lose some basic understandings. I know. Things. It, yeah, it, my my dad is a pilot, and he always says flying is what's called a, 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 a it's a skill that deteriorates. Mm-hmm. Filmmaking is the same way. It mm-hmm. is a perishable skill. That's the word, perishable skill. So we're just trying to stay sharp. Yeah. So yeah. and you're back on Twitter, right? I am back on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, Aaron it's Murtis, Aaron Murtis film, right? Aaron Murtis film, A A R O N M I R T E S F I L M, and then my Instagram is the same thing. And if it's not the same thing, it's just my name, Aaron Murtis. I think it's no. I think you changed it to film. I think I might have changed it back. Oh, um, my letterbox is Aaron Murtis film. I, it's public now, and uh, my YouTube channel is just my name. Right. Yeah. Uh, same for me. It's been the same as that. I haven't changed anything. B Belemgian. B-E-L-E-M-J-I-A-N. And uh, long live Clifford the Big Red Dog. God. Well, yeah, we're definitely going to end on that note. Brad, Aaron, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. We need to hang out again really soon. We it's do. way too long. We do. It's been way too long. But listeners, let, let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Um, you guys know I've been doing a lot more stuff on YouTube, so make sure you're following me over there because I'm doing at least two videos per week on YouTube. So follow everything I'm doing over there and we will see you guys on the next one.